have the phone up here and just take live calls like you're you're on the air <laughs> uh you guys have star wars number one no <laughs> stop calling <laughs> i've got 36 beanie babies all signed <laughs> all signed, all signed. <laughs> by mr beanie himself <laughs> by mr baby himself uh, all right you want to start this Kick well, it off. We might as well. We, 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 what else are we going to do? We've already started. Uh oh. There's no turning yeah. back. We've already started. I got rid of the, the, the welcome. Oh. Right. I'm not doing the welcome anymore. Doing the welcome. No one is welcomed either. anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not welcome. That's like a threshold we have to cross, though. It's a, it's important. It's a ritual. It's like. Just talking about it now, though. That's the threshold. <laughs> we're crossing it now. All right. We're breaking the barrier. Right. We stepped through the door. I can yeah. handle that. We're breaking down all the walls, though. Uh oh. I like that you guys all did homework and I didn't. Thanks for telling me about that. By uh, the way. Oh, I mean, you read books. Though. I thought it was going to be like Eric Palooza. Like, it just uh, interviews all me all the time. And then I see Team Dog in Star Wars. I'm, yeah. like, I'm excited about it, though. Also, uh, oh, Help yeah. Us Great Warrior. Because uh, it was hilarious. Pretty guess, good. Do you want to start with that? Uh, sure. Because I was going to start with Eric, but I guess if you just. <gasps> we start with Eric. Gonna be a, no, like, I'll just pretend I wrote it. all of these. <laughs> I'll just do like a Maddie impersonation and stuff. <laughs> You can but. you can tell us about the people because I mean you know people at Boom. My insider yeah. knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'll do. Yeah, that's not what I'll do. <laughs> so, I just lied to you. What's an line really like? So it's Friday the thirteenth. That's yes. pretty awesome. Yeah. You guys were forty minutes late because you got disgusting uh, hamburgers, and that's pretty good. That's not why we're well, forty minutes. Aristotle so, and I <clears throat> vegan bonded. Yeah. We have drawn sides. We've bonded. Drawn sides. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's half this bonded. table is there's like a, meat. Yeah. Half is leaves. Yeah, you say vegan yeah. bonded, and all I think is like uh, when he wrestles that like giant flying pterodactyl and avatar, <laughs> yeah. and, like yeah. joins his ponytail with him. It's like the Vulcan mind yeah. meld, but okay. it's yeah, a little bit. You guys yeah. know yeah. everything about each other now. We do. I we just think of about... like spinach bondage. Spinach <laughs> bondage. It's good. Like is leafy that... green bondage. I am. What I am. When you man. say that, are you talking about being bonded in spinach or like using spinach? That are bonded. Yeah, I think yeah. you're thinking about like pod people. Yeah. And it's not that. All right. It's more like. 50, 50 Shades of Grey. Think 50, about it. 50 Shades of Grey, the vegetable. Oh, no. 50 Shades of Green. Oh. There you go. There you go. That's like the next trade <laughs> title. Yeah. Swamp for Swamp Punk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you write it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, make, it as, make it as just, Alan Moore as possible. Yeah, yeah. Just like have <laughs> so it just good. be the weird Alan Moore sex scenes. <sighs> that stuff is so good. Remember when he had like a girlfriend named Dolphin and stuff? The nineties <laughs> were so good at everything. All these good, comics the guys have aren't as good as that. Yeah. Not from the nineties. That's not peyote sex scenes. So good. The dream of the nineties is alive in Portland. Apparently. And in my heart forever. This is like a Superman mullet tattoo in my chest. It's just Superman's mullet. Yeah. Nothing else. It's just like disembodied and floating. That'd be a great tattoo. Uh the Superman S with the mullet just like sitting on top. I want it like a furry yin yang, because like Lex Luthor had like a red mane at the same time. So like Lex Luthor's hair just like touching it together, like interwoven as like a yin yang. And it's the O in the in the word nineties. Nineties. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> so I support good. this tattoo. Let's. Uh, let's we're going to start a Kickstarter right now. Uh, <laughs> do you, you 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 have tattoos? I do. I've what, got how plenty. many tattoos do you have? I don't, they're all kind of just one. Just like all of us at this table, they're all just one. Just one. I love uh, my favorite tattoo of yours is you have the random panel of King Mob. 
Yeah, uh, on when your he was a arm. Kid. Yeah, That's true. Really, super When I met Grant Morrison at the signing yeah. here, I put my hand over it the entire time to hide it so he wouldn't <laughs> see it because that's super awkward. Is it? <laughs> I, I think so. I think I'd be kind of weirded out. Like I met Matt Fraction too, and I have a fabulous Berserko tattoo, and he like pointed at it and then stopped talking. <laughs> like I think it's a little bit like abrasive. The disconnect kind of weird. I don't know. I feel like it's like kind of charming. I don't know. Yeah. I had, um, how would you feel though? I'd probably be into it, but I'm an ego. Yeah. I'm like an egomaniac, though. <laughs> I had the funniest thing ever this week, or like a couple weeks ago. You guys know that, Ar- that the, Ar- the Archie number one reboot that happened recently. Yeah, I was in the f- like finals for that. Like I was pitching to that. And I almost got it, and then Mark Wade just like <laughs> walk, he walked in the room and was like, "I'd do it," and like, "Yeah, fuck, fine, 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 fine," because that's where I'm in my career right now. I like try really hard to get stuff, and then some old guy can just like put his finger up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's actually <laughs> he sold." Goes, I like that uh, finger. Fuck you. <laughs> that's happened to me like ninety times. I am like, writing Daredevil. Oh, that's why you like the right <laughs> Yeah, but I have a Mark Wade tattoo, so I couldn't get angry because like my left arm has What's... a giant Superman from Mark uh-huh. Wade on it. So. I was like, I hate you! And I was shaking my fist, and I looked at my fist, and I had a Mark Wade on it. And I, was like, oh, I, I love you more than anything. It's come it's back been... to haunt me. God, why? Yeah. The worst thing ever. I wanted that book What if so you had bad. co-written it with Mark Wade? <sighs> you should have just shown him the tattoo and been like, we are no. already one. No, he's seen it. Because like, we were both at Boom for a thing one yeah. time, and then he saw it and mentioned it again. This is like a, a motif in my life that happens all the time. <laughs> you should just do that more when you meet other you know, crazy artists. Just like go get a tattoo of their stuff. You know like in World War II when people like shot down Nazi planes and got that? Like, <laughs> like, like a hashtag, like a mark on the side of their jet. Yeah. I should, whenever I meet someone famous, I should get their stuff tattooed on there. <laughs> yeah, you should. Forever. I, yeah, just... Mm-hmm. And this is when I met uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah, uh, exactly. Only comic people, just, though. Oh, okay. So I get like, like a Paul McCartney, the comic book artist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He was on Little Lulu. In the yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Did an entire panel. Mm-hmm. Entire panel of Little Lulu. So good. So good. So what did you guys read? What's your homework? What did you guys uh, check out? Let's start with The Helpless Great Warrior. Ooh, okay. Madeline's the best. Yeah. It's... Uh, it, it, Surprisingly it's a dark. Pretty, no, dark it's just so funny. Yeah. Um it looks like it would be like an adventure story. Uh but the entire time the protagonist in, in it is just kind of like, uh, eh, I just want to hang out. Even there's there's a scene where she like falls into this like like pool of water and there's like a, a creature in it that comes out. And it seems like, oh, they're gonna start fighting, and then she's just riding it around. She's just like, Oh, like we're friends now. I'm gonna call you Bucket. <laughs> it's so random. It's It looks like if Lisa Frank did Conan, which no, is the coolest that... thing in the world, like the color palette and stuff. It is I the like title. That, the... I like that every Boom Studios book has a girl with a side cut on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. single is... book they put out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the uniform of the company. I okay like half, half the employees, too, have side cuts. And I actually really, really enjoy that haircut. So Yeah, yeah it's cool. I just uh, think that I'm celebrating it with you guys. Yeah. And uh, it's I, can't, I can't pull it off. But uh... My girlfriend and I have a, a game, or she has a game, really, of like whenever she sees one, she punches me. Like a slug punch buggy. Yeah, like a punch buggy, but Aww. a side haircut. She just like smashed the patriarchy and she punches you. <laughs> Like nice. men. Uh, so I like good. how you said she has a game because I never. <laughs> this is backpedaling. This is the podcast where Aristotle admits to beating his girlfriend. I like that no one thinks it's a faux hawk because it's just like the girl faux hawk. It's the stupidest yeah. thing in the world, but everyone's like, no, no, it's cool. You can, no, you're a misogynist. No, 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 no. I, no, I but... don't enjoy the faux hawk though. Yeah, no one I... does. And the side, the side cut's the same thing. It's just the lady faux hawk. Uh, no, no, because. 
there's one side unshaved. It's just like, you could wrap it around if your grandparents come over and they wouldn't know. That's yeah. like the thing. It's like, yeah, I think the, it's, it's, it's. What, what do I know? The design of her haircut, though, that I I like, but also can't quite understand, is that like the she word has sideburns. The sideburns that look <laughs> like, like hot a, dogs, like, like a mutton chops. I that I, I, I feel like she's wearing them. like a Bluetooth headset. Yeah, <laughs> like a pink one, or like um, I don't know, just like a, a praying mantis. That's a cool book. The, yeah, yeah, it's it's, cool. it's, it's like awesome. the, the, there's um yeah the mandibles yeah the one big fight scene that does happen because uh, they're trying to get the uh, the great hero uh, or the great warrior to uh, fight these demons that have been unleashed and she's just like I'm gonna to. go yeah I'm gonna yeah. go fucking just hang out <laughs> um, when she does encounter one of the demons she gets so badass like she turns. She but super saiyan punches these like boulders on the ground and turns them into like uh, gloves and starts beating the shit out of this demon. But then you just um, the the last one where I guess the the cliffhanger is is that there's a, a bigger demon that comes out from behind the mountains and it's stomping down and the ground's rumbling and it makes her drop her cake and then you just like in these four panels you just see her just get pissed. And then out of so nowhere, adorable. like she's looking at this demon, and a, a hand comes out with a sword yeah. off panel and just gives it to her. <laughs> and her sword has a bunny on <laughs> the, the hilt, yeah, uh, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, there's I have seen no male characters in this, uh, which is not a well, complaint. Thank God, <laughs> it's not a complaint. <laughs> More of an observation, and it's it's still it's fantastic. Uh, the the character that tries to get her to uh to go quest. fight yeah to quest uh is it's female and also her friend who she's whose birthday it is that they're having cake at is is also female it's ah it's fantastic do you guys get like the knee jerk reaction of like that being weird cuz that's I, I don't know like all, all the comics coming out recently are like kind of super progressive and like hip and stuff and like I never occurred. It never occurred to me how like kind of backwards comics was until recently. Yeah, well, and like even in my my own prejudices, where I'm like, oh, this is weird, and then I'm like, wait, I, why do I think that's weird? Like more than half the population is like, yeah, yeah. Like why is having one woman fronted no. book like uh, novelty for me? Like I have to challenge myself with that kind of stuff. Do you guys no, have we that were, too? We were talking about this yeah. in, in the last episode uh, with Aristotle, where I was telling him uh, <clears throat> I was reading comments on that new uh, Avengers book that's coming out with uh, A Force. A Force. Right? Uh, which I, I still don't like the name. Yeah, that's a terrible. Name. <laughs> it's a terrible name. But <laughs> why aren't they Avengers story wise? Is there a reason why they're not? Yeah, coming? yeah. So what it is is that uh, from the synopsis that I read is that it's it's part of the Secret Wars thing that's going on. Ugh. And <laughs> hey, I'm excited. I'm excited hey. for it. <laughs> I'm more excited for that than Convergence. But eh. <laughs> that's DC for me. D- yeah. But anyways, ah. back yeah. to the subject. Uh, sure. So. They're in this parallel world where something happens and and a team of female Avengers needs to get together to solve the issue. Why just female? Is it like if you have a yeah. dick, you can't like pass over a force field or something? Yeah, yeah. No, like it's, a story it's like no why. Yeah, it's, it's, that's pretty cool. It, I like that a lot. It's like I'm I'm assuming it's a legitimate story reason and not. But all the the things that I read was like this is pandering. This is so pandering. Like ah, like look at them pandering. I'm like. Like, have you who read cares? X-Force? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who cares? Thunder but like, bolts? who cares if yeah, they're yeah. pandering to female readers? Yeah, like, not, hey, that's not you. a yeah. bad thing. Like, we, we yeah. should do that more. We should yeah, pander yeah. to everyone. Everyone like, should it, get their own mythology. Yeah. That's the yeah, point of the stuff. Is that like, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, it's it's and that's that was the same complaint I heard with uh, when Miss Marvel came out. 
It's like, oh, oh, oh. I love that book so yeah. much. Yeah, and it was just like, what? Why? Why are you angry? <laughs> like, yeah. like a woman's doing stuff. Well, yeah. well, my whole thing is: is the story good? Yes. Yeah. Then, then read it. Don't just don't think of it. Just read it. Just yeah. read it and enjoy well, it. Thor now as a lady, I find it. You know, in in this latest issue, like she's fighting the absorbing man, and like he's like, oh, the feminists are taking over, and yeah. it's like, it's just kind of like. Really? Like this is do how you like you're gonna the gender swapping stuff though? Because I, I, I do. I like I like mm. new characters a lot. Like I don't know, Miles Morales like didn't really take away from Peter Parker that much, and like Miguel O'Hara didn't take away. From, like you can introduce yeah. new iterations, but you don't have to like kill like or destroy like get rid of the original. entire mythology of the, of the first one or like yeah. rewrite it or something. Well, so, like, I like having Thor. I don't know. I like Thor being a lady, and I also like it sort of being a mystery in in a weird way. How it's not. I don't, I don't know, know if she, she is. Yeah, I mean, I do think that that my only critique on it would be a little too many like thought balloon rabbit holes yeah. of I, being like, "This is what I'm thinking right now." And sure. it's like, but I yeah. I kind of like those because then I I feel like I'm getting to know whoever she really is better. Yeah, that's the story so that, that, way, that no one talks about. Is yeah. that it's not that it's Thor's a girl; it's that Thor is someone. It's a mis- it's a mystery, a mystery that no yeah. one knows, and that's the actual story of the book, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Did you ever read Thunderstrike again in the 90s? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, where was like another guy Dude, with a mullet yeah. that was Thor, and he was like the new Thor. That was fantastic. And he, like Thor in a trench coat. He's like, yeah. That was one oh, of my I favorite things that. about 90s comics that they were like, well, let's replace everyone with different versions <laughs> of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And that was he was one of my favorite ones. Thunderstrike. Mm. <sighs> Fantastic. But Scarlet just, Spider-Man. Like the grunge version. Yeah. I still love Scarlet Spider-Man. Oh, dude, that, costume, that costume is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the cut-off hoodie. Yeah. Oh. It was just pretty much a red suit <laughs> and the cut-off hoodie. Yeah. It looks like a backup dancer for the musical. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, awesome. I, I swear, like, he should be wearing, like, like Daisy Dukes with that outfit. Yeah, that'd be super good. That's, that's a... I think all heroes should have denim cut-offs, like, to buy yeah. a That'd be yes. the coolest shit in the world. I mean, it looks good. On top of spandex, Superboy with his like leather jacket over yeah, it. It yeah. looks cool and it kind of like a little bit modest. I think it's. I kind of... I feel like that's happening a lot now with the the costumes that are being redesigned to be more practical and they're just so much better. Yeah. I I love them. I I yeah. love Batgirl's new outfit. I'm excited for Spider Woman's. Fuck yeah. Uh, I feel like it. Oh, I hate that stuff. <laughs> really? Do you really? Yeah, because I really like the fantasy aspects of comics, and I really like like the tradition of it, and it's it, like going back to Circus Strongman and stuff. Yeah. Like and I think it's so iconic and like and and so unique to comics. Yeah. That I feel like they're just making it easy to cosplay because that's the stupid new thing that's popular instead of reading. Well, so they're like, like no, this is yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you you can do that with some characters, and with some characters you can't. Like, I can't see them like, well, we're gonna like. Make they, they Batman a practical, Man. like, give pr- Batman a practical, like... They put Superman in jeans and a t-shirt oh, and I then hate. a cape tucked into it. Fuck like, that. that's, I hate that so much. <laughs> that, that, like, broke me when Grant was like, I want, you know, Superman to be more like Bruce Springsteen. I was like, I hate Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and you're making me hate Superman. You guys mentioned Convergence a minute ago, which yeah. is super exciting, because DC's kind of putting away its new 52, which makes me, like, orgasmically happy. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, we're referencing... Yeah, they're they're referencing a lot of, like, their big stories from over the decades. There's, like, four or five books that are still going to have continuity that tie in... Like, all the Justice League family books, that if you Mm -hmm. want to read a soap opera, you can have that. But most of their their new launches are all self-contained, like, whatever you want it to be. It's it's completely, like, an authorial voice Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I feel like they're just embracing the multiversity in, like, a way that 
I feel more comfortable with than they have in the past because they're yeah. not like, it's a crippling crisis of like, you know, <laughs> everything's over. They're kind of like, yeah, there's all these fucking worlds. Let's have fun with it. Like, And I think like nobody wanted, like speaking as like a creative and co- who works in comics, like no one wanted to work at DC for the longest, for like 39 months since the whole fucking <laughs> thing's been going on because they, they're just going to reboot your stuff. They're going to pretend like it never happened. They're going to make yeah. fun of it. And and like they're gonna like the, the heroes reborn book. world exactly, and they're gonna not acknowledge all of your work. So everybody went to Marvel, and all those guys went to Image, and like everyone's doing their own thing, and no one wanted to work at DC. And now they're like, all right, you can you can be part of the the tapestry of DC, and you can contribute to the history. Like come back, guys, and now like <laughs> Becky Cloonan's coming back, and Babs Tar is coming. Like all these yeah. really talented creators are putting mm-hmm. making books that like tie into the world that they knew as kids. And, like, that's why all of us do this. I don't think yeah, anybody yeah, comes into superheroes as, like, a 35-year-old. I think it's always, like, a I want to add to this mythology. It's it's funny because I remember when, like, the New 52 happened and they were like, oh, it's to make it more accessible to, like, readers. And I'm like, I when I started genuinely, like, really diving into comics, I was about 16. Yeah. And there was a ton of stuff that had already happened at that point. Uh, and I just picked up the first thing that I saw. And I was like, well, I'll start here. Yeah. And I was like, who's this? Wikipedia for half an hour. Who's this? Wikipedia for <laughs> yeah, half an hour. it's easier now than just, ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really feel that sense of like, oh, it's inaccessible. I feel where it's maybe a bit daunting for some people to think that, oh, there's so much history behind it and I need to learn all of it. You don't need to learn all of it. Just go with what you like, really. And, and like, it's fun to be part of that tradition of, like, feeling like you don't belong anywhere and then finding comics and, oh, this is where I belong. Oh, and there's, like, there's always been people like me making stuff like this, reading things like this, and then going back and, like, looking through the decades and finding out that, like, you're not a total space alien. (laughs) That's what, like... The geek culture, that's what was so special about it. Well, there's such a heavy archive. Like, and you can go back so far. digital now and... Don't you blasphemy. <laughs> well, Melvin yeah. Belton has a digital store in Comixology that I frequent. And, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, like I, that, that relaunch when that happened, I had a nervous breakdown. Because like, for forever in my life, I would just like stay alive for the next Wednesday. It's like, come on, I can't wait to see what happens to the next Superman. That was like why I like, loved life. And then when, when, they, when they got rid of that ongoing storyline, like, f- I fucking freaked out. What annoyed me the most about when that happened was uh, there was a couple of things that I never got answers to. Uh, they had introduced Aqualad, like, right before it happened. Uh, and he was Black Manta's kid, and then no closure whatsoever yeah. out of that story. Well, if they give you closure, <laughs> then you, you, you're, you feel free to stop reading, and that's the whole thing. Like, I, I wanted Superman to save Lex Luthor, finally. That was my end yeah. piece. It's like, his whole, he never... Yeah, the whole point of like Superman is he never kills like you know pre Man of Steel, yeah, yeah. All, and then like, and and this guy that was his best friend back in Smallville, like he <laughs> sees, he sees the light in this guy and he wants to turn him around. And Lex is even smarter than Bruce Wayne probably, yeah. and and like once once he gets Lex on the side of the angels, they can save the world together in an actual meaningful way with a human being. And that's the I felt like that was the point of Superman. Yeah, and then like we never got that closure with Lex. He just became this like super evil government stooge again with the new fifty yeah. stuff, and like that that was that was my entire investment in, in Superman it was like <laughs> wanting to see this guy finally like be okay, and, and then, nothing, we, we never nothing, got it. Nothing. And then now in the new universe, he probably like snap his neck if he could. So it's, it's no, 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 because Zod went into a healing coma, yeah, and then he got a mullet. <laughs> I'd be so happy if I'd got a mullet. <laughs> I, 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 I if anybody's listening in DC, one mullet character, please. That's just my one. Pitch, or start a Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. The ship is awesome. 
Just Lobo's one mullet character. So Let's great. give it to Lobo. Lobo, a, yeah, I, like the new team of Lobo. Fohawk, Lobo, yeah, he could, he could definitely rock a sexy mullet. Because that's like yeah. what dreadlocks were for the nineties. Yeah, he gets like a silver chair T-shirt and a yeah. mullet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Why wow, comic books so good, you guys? So, so fantastic. Well, it's cool that now when DC is starting to get their shit together and be an actual like company again, that Marvel's gonna completely fuck up and do this thing where they're they're wiping their continuity or right? do a great job. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I, I might forever I There's always more. one terrible company and one great company, and they can't be good at the same time or bad at the same time because we'd all kill ourselves. So I feel I, like it's but this, isn't like, that why together. image exists? <laughs> uh, yeah, image as like cool. the great unifier. It's like yeah. eh, we're putting out pretty great stuff isn't yeah, it bummer that there's really no are. new talent coming out of their image though really like every image is locked down by rich kids who have a b- bunch of money from doing marvel and dc books like it's all Jonathan the matt fractions Hickman. and the kelly sues and the john hickmans people who don't need people who could self-publish if they wanted to like image used to be this thing where it brought up new awesome talent we would never see in a million years and now it's like dc light or marvel light it's people we know already i don't know i feel Thumbs like there's, there's a lot of like talent still there that like because there's times when i pick up image books and i'm like i don't know who this person is yeah like just yeah yeah example oh five ghosts is awesome five yeah. ghosts has been fucking amazing cool. to think i almost missed out on that but uh i still remember when the the issue one and issue two um reprints came out i was like i'll pick these up fell in love yeah it's amazing well, I love that it was supposed to be such a mini series, and then yeah. they were like, "Nope." That's yeah, t- it was supposed to be six issues, and then just now it's ongoing. Yeah, and they've got a fucking movie. What? It's a TV show, isn't it? TV show, movie. I, so. I don't know. They're working on one of those. <laughs> They're doing something. <laughs> Something's being done with the property. Something better than comics, <laughs> like a TV show or a video game or a uh, cell phone app. A video <laughs> game <laughs> movie. So much. They're making a bed sheet. Yeah. That book's I, cool because they do backups too. Like, did you read the Doc Unknown backups? I have not yet. Ryan Cody can't. and Fabian Ringel Jr. are like the next saints of comic dumb. They're going to save us all. I love those guys <laughs> so much. They're so good. But yeah, most image books I just think are people who have done like Spider Woman, like just phoned in. Like, I think the really like the really like front and center ones are. Uh, I still I feel like they Isn't still published. Bummer? No, I mean, <laughs> I, I hate Image. I, I think they're a bunch of like rich kids. Whoa. I feel like that's, I mean that's got that's how you pay the bills, isn't it? Like you sell the stuff that's gonna sell in order to be able to publish the stuff that maybe people will hopefully give a chance to. But how many do they, do they need? Like, <laughs> I, I, I love that Ed Brubaker jumped ship. I think that's yeah. really cool and admirable and brave. And I, I think a lot of people are like day players who what was, like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock down a Marvel job that I don't need, yeah. and then I'm also gonna lock down like an Image job to get a movie. But like, they're not making like yeah. comics. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I love IDW right now. I think they're killing it. I think IDW is awesome. I think Dark is, that, is, awesome. is that kind of the yeah. thing that you don't want? Like, because that's that's my fear sometimes with the industry that it's like. Well, I want this movie to be made. Let's make it into a comic book, and it's going to be made into a movie. Well, there are whole companies that are based on that model, too. Like, we live in L.A., and, and like, you know, uh, like, Boom Studios press release when they got their Fox uh, first look deal, like, super excited about it. Mm. IDW did the same thing, where they have the deal with, like, a creative agency, uh, where where they're trying to pitch everything as a movie and a TV show. And and they're, like, press releasing it and proud of it, and fans are excited. Skybound does that. Yes. Right, that's that's kind of like their, their thing. Image, like you bring yeah. your property to them, and they uh, yeah. help you with your property in being able to turn it into more than just comics. Which I love comics, but 
I feel like people who actually genuinely do want to make a living in these type of like doing these things should be able to expand outside of just comics. Yeah, I think we should just push them all in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I love comics so much. I think that this stuff is ruining it. And the, the big giant ideas we used to get like back in the day, we don't get anymore because they're unfilmable. So like, but I, that's I, the I've point. pitched stuff but, to companies yeah. in town that are too big for a TV show. And it's gotten turned down because they don't see synergy with their other like shit they have going on in media. Yeah, but isn't that so the we're whole... not getting good comic stories? Anymore. But that's the whole like Alan Moore principle. He's like, I want to make shit that you can't film. Yeah, and then they filmed it, and it's never been good. But I, I think... mean, like that's isn't the, I think the point of creating dynamic comic stuff is to push that boundary no matter what. And I, I think the point is to show the uh, inherent abilities of the medium, like stuff that the stuff that like TV can do that comics can't do. Like yeah. stunt casting and stuff, sure. obviously. But there's so much that comics can do that movies can't do, and what, no one ever I feel talks like way about more. That. Yeah, way yeah. more because it's it's well, you're, you're uh, limitless. Lim- yeah, you're, you're almost yeah. limit to whatever you can the restrictions put down on of your art paper. Yeah, there's no budget. You can do like, and, and also the delivery system of it being such a, a uniquely alone thing, like where you're sitting in the dark with yourself, you're making up like. What happens in between panels? You're casting it in your head, like mm, yeah, it, voice. it's such like a unique art form that like I hate to see it. Companies base their whole lives around trying to make fucking TV shows. Yeah, like it drives me crazy. Yeah, or like when they try to you know draw Professor X as you know Patrick oh, Stewart, yeah. and it's like stop. Oh, what, like what? he existed before. Like that's oh. what that kind of came to mind in the in the store to where he kind of looks like Chris Hemsworth, but I do like that. Uh, He's like their own version of Chris Hemsworth, I guess. Yeah, it's like um, the Brian Wood Star Wars uh, that was uh, on Dark Horse. Uh, oh, I liked, I like, I yeah, love the I art in that. that because it was the first time in a long time that they were drawing, you know, the main cast of characters like Luke, Leia, Han, but as the character, yeah. and not as like Mark, Mark Hamill, <laughs> Harrison Which Ford. This recent one did. Yeah. And then I read issue two, and I was like, no, I'm done. But that, I, coming from a movie, I understand that. But it, it's things like the Ultimate Universe, where they cast Nick Fury as Samuel uh, Jackson before they even get the yeah. man to sign the contract, like that. Like, well, that I mean, stuff. but but I love that because the baiting of it. Uh. Yeah, but I mean, that was like pre all of that, and Mark Miller was like, "Oh yeah, let's just make the same Jackson. Let's just <laughs> fucking do that." That's like Wanted. I loved how in Wanted the comic. It's I think M&M. the movie's fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. It's Halle Berry and Eminem, and. It, it's great and it works and it's like this like doesn't it pull you out of the story? No, I love where it. you're like oh there's Halle Berry and then and you and it stops reading a comic because <laughs> that's the only flaw movies has is that you're like oh that's not a superhero that's Tom Cruise fuck you you're lying to me no but that's then the only thing wrong with movies like, I'm like oh let's take that flaw and put it in comics but then it's cast as like Angelina Jolie Halle Berry's cast as Angelina Jolie well, yeah racism happened yeah in but, the, <laughs> but it's just but I love that I mean because. Because that in and of itself, like, Wanted felt like a movie in a way that the movie didn't feel like a movie. Because of the flaw of a movie, right? Because it had, it's not, it doesn't have anything added to it from a movie. It just has, like, the flaws of it. What do you mean, the comic? Like, like, it felt like a movie because it had a thing that movies, like, suck at, which is that it does, when you're looking at the characters, you're not like, oh, this is someone completely new that I can invest my time in. No, but it is, because it was them, like, playing a character. It was, and it, and, like, it felt almost like I, like, like a play like it's like oh here's Eminem being like this like downtrodden dude who becomes a badass like 
I don't know. Like, I just feel, it feels like lazy writing. Instead of writing a character who's like a sassy white boy, you just like, who is a sassy white boy? Eminem. And then you cast him in your comic and like, <laughs> okay, done. No need to develop character there because he looks like a like, guy it, you know. Like, little trend, you like, the audience. Marshall, like, but for like a four-issue miniseries, like those shortcuts are important. You need to have like this sort of uh, way to like subconsciously dial in. And I, I know you can do that with writing, but yeah. th- there are ways to like undercut that in a way that like... You know, to be a big fat cheater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for cheating. I'm all for sucker baiting and everything. But you go read Sebastian O, which is like the greatest two issue series of all time. And there's no like stunt casting in that shit. Or read my one shots that I put out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no stunt casting. Uh, speaking also, of IP, <laughs> open intellectual properties. During all that, I realized that we didn't we didn't introduce you. I was like, that's why we do the, I need yeah, no yeah. Remember, remember when we were yeah. like, oh, let's uh, do it's, an introduction. Is it, is it, <laughs> Is it a little late now? It's a little late now. <laughs> <laughs> People, so you've already seen in, in the you know the name of the episode in the description. <laughs> sure. But in case you know you don't read, you don't when you click read, things you just on click the internet. Things. Yeah. Today our guest is Eric M. How do you say your last name? I'm sorry. you want. There you go. That works. Okay. Xlex. Xlex. Eric Xlex. It is Esquivel. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I'm a comic book author. Straight out of Tucson. Yeah. Straight out of Tucson. Been in L. A. for two years. Yeah. Yeah. I write stuff like uh, I write a bunch of I was just shitting on cartoons and comics and movies and stuff. <laughs> I write so many movie things. I work on Sonic the Hedgehog and Adventure Time and Bravest Warriors and Rabbids and a bunch of stuff that's gonna Low key announced next Ragnarok and Roll. Loki Ragnarok and Roll. A favorite amazing. of the store. Thank yeah. you from Boom Studios. I did uh, uh, Thor the Unkillable Thunderchrist from yes. Moonstone and uh, the Blackest, Blackest Terror. Terror. A bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's true. And Which I have a new awesome. book coming out through IDW in August that is called Forgotten Boy. That is like a gothy superhero kind of thing. It's Can a, you tell us story. a little bit about Forgotten Boy? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just a flat out fake Batman thing, basically. It's, okay. it's what if uh, there was a kid who worshipped his local um, crazy superhero, it's yeah. like the Batman type guy. He's called the, the, the Boogeyman. And this kid, uh, he's a little orphan, and there's a series of circumstances that happen where he's adopted by the alter ego of his, of his greatest hero. Yeah. And it's the best thing that ever happened to him. He gets his own suit. He gets his own little like sidekick name. He, he's, it's amazing. He loves it. It's a geek stream come true. <laughs> and then he fucks up and gets 12 hostages killed. Oh. He, he blows <laughs> his first big mission. And it's awful. And he gets not only fired, but put back up for adoption. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he has this secret... And, and he's, he's lived this, this six-month period of just, like, superstardom, being, like, an urban god, and now he has to go back to being an orphan. And he can't handle it anymore, so he runs away from the orphanage and then creates his own new superhero identity as, like, a homeless street urchin kind of kid called Forgotten Boy, which is taken from an Iggy Pop lyric from the song Search and Destroy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's about building yourself back up from tragedy and finding your own identity and uh adoption adoption and having like failed father figures which is a huge thing for people in my generation and and uh <laughs> and sort of like yeah finding yourself and it, it was inspired by the new 52 collapsing actually because i love superman more than yeah. anything in the world and then they made him a character i don't even like anymore so this is kind of me working out my daddy issues with a fictional <laughs> with character because i'm insane so yeah it's all right and mike awesome. macropolis is drawing it he's a zeric award winner he did a book called Soul Put In Comics and Stories. Supersonic, mm. Supersonic Soul Put In. And Spook Girl. Mm. And some Marvel stuff. It sounds fantastic. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm excited about yeah. it. Excited about it. When can we expect the movie? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to option it before the first <laughs> issue's out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was... Uh, 
Oh yeah, and then I I'm a, uh, <laughs> I have this book called Roberto Robato, which is like a Mexican Astro Boy, basically. <laughs> it's it's a, it, everything on. that's been out uh, for that looks the most amazing. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, there's some digital books out right now through Frederator. They're the company that, that creates Bravest Wars and Adventure Time. We're also doing a physical book series later in this year. It's gonna, there's going to be three of them total. It's a trilogy. That's what they call it when there's three of them. Right? Trilogy. <laughs> and it's about a little kid in a futuristic war-torn world that gets uh, jacked up. He's like hit mm. by like, I don't want to ruin it, but he gets messed up in a war scenario. And he gets rebuilt, Robocop style, and to be like, the greatest weapon. Yeah, he's better, stronger, faster. <laughs> Come on. Kanye style. <laughs> and uh, So he gets rebuilt to be an atom bomb. He's the world's strongest superhero cyborg kid, but he's a vegan. He's a pacifist. Awesome. And he wants nothing more than to be the world's best veterinarian. Yeah. So it's an atom bomb. So he's got, as a yeah, so he's yeah. got all these powers and yeah, he just, just wants to help. Well, yeah. help in the most like I remember when you were a helpful way, yeah. <laughs> when you were like, you know, started talking about that, you're like, where, where's all the fun stuff for kids? Like where where are those books? And I don't know. That seems to be like hitting that mark. Yeah, because we have stuff that I've worked on, stuff like Adventure Time, Bravest yeah. Warriors and whatnot. That seems more like it's ironic twenty year olds buying it. Mm-hmm. And like, wouldn't it be cool fourteen year olds like this? But it's not really <laughs> for kids. Yeah. And, and and then the guys who I grew up on who gave me all of my values kind of suck now and are like <laughs> Terrible new fifty two versions. So I, I made like a little vegan superhero because that's what I'm into. When I was a kid, I didn't grow up with like a father figure around, so I read books with the word "man" in the title to see what a man was, mm. like Superman and Aquaman, Spider-Man. and Batman. So I don't eat uh, meat because Aquaman didn't eat his little fish partners. But he does day. now. In he a does new now. 52. Yeah, the first issue. Uh, I, I don't. I still. I don't drink because Superman didn't drink, but he does now. And Man of Steel, Budweiser bought ad space. Um, um, that was pre fifty two. Didn't he drink in one of the Christopher Reeves movies? In the comics, he never did. In the movies, the first one, he says that um, I never drink when I fly, and he wings because he's always flying. So that, that's the whole joke. And then he turns evil, and then yeah, he gets oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's at a bar, and he's like flicking nutshells and stuff. Uh, yeah. I, once Richard Pryor's in that show, there's no continuity anymore. But but yes, so that was all. All of the good parts about me are from comics, and that's why the reboots affect me so much. Because I'm afraid that if I was born today, I would just be a like reboot, a gangbanger. Reboot your identity. I'd Where are all the uh, bad parts from? Um, that's from <laughs> nature. Nice. So you're just eating your bad side. Yeah, that's true. Super duper true. <laughs> nice. Yeah, comic books are cool. I love them. The yeah. best. Uh, you said, uh, I always wonder, is Bravest Warriors kind of aimed at kids? Because I remember it being a little more... Uh, adult. Uh, yeah, a little more adult, well, like, like parental, parental advisory. They flip the bird in the show and so They pixelate yeah, yeah. it. And, and like they say stuff like sexy. And like, it's prolapse. Bit, yeah. The, which I, I was just, like, that was weird. It's like, for teens, kind of. But then Catbug is its own spinoff thing. Yeah, where that's is, kind of yeah. straight up for kids. They have like ebooks and stuff. Because and... I, I kind of remember... In a, one of the YouTube episodes, I may be wrong, but like one of them says like shit or something, and I was like, "Whoa, this is not like this already is not a kid." <laughs> they bleep stuff out for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, it's like, great, but I feel like, like our whole culture is kind of infantilized, and I feel like the stuff that we're into is more like little kitty than it's ever been. So, oh yeah. So if you're making like Bravest Warriors, is probably they probably intended for it to be for children, and then now it's for like 32 year olds because yeah. people are like functionally retarded. So. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful world. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you guys hear that? That was uh, me getting attacked by. 
cup down there? We're all good. It's all right. Whose Starbucks Ooh. cup is that? Some chode. No. Bottom, eh? <laughs> Chris Hardwick left it's, it here. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it might be spilling water. You know, it's <laughs> just water. Should we pause? It's, uh, it, no, it's, it's nature. Yeah. We just do this. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> home listeners, that's very exciting for you guys. I did want to talk about Ghost Rider. This yeah. Is yeah. Fucking Felipe Smith. That guy's so great. Killing, Killing it. it. Yeah. yeah. This last arc has been. I I feel like the writing's been amazing. Felipe's still been killing it. Some of the paneling uh, has been a little difficult to follow. He and was doing the the variant covers for a while, and they were fantastic. My favorite one that he did was the uh, the one that looked like a lowrider magazine. It was. Uh, it literally it was, was yeah. for a lowrider magazine. But then there was a variant that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it was so so good. And I don't know why it took them so long. To give him an the actual art. issue, mm. um, but he's just fantastic. Super cool. They're taking it away now, though, right? Like Robbie's not going to be Ghost Rider anymore after the Secret Wars. They're giving him back to like Johnny Blaze. Are they? Know. Yeah. Hopefully I not. mean, this comic will always be the coolest thing Marvel's ever done. It will always yes. exist. You can always read it, and you should. It's no freelancers, but it's still really, really good. <laughs> Yeah. It's so fantastic. It's it. It troubled me when everybody was like, "Ah, oh, he's got a car now." Oh no! And awesome. I'm like, "What?" It's so it's great. The, the car's like badass. Him being in East LA, yeah, like, yeah, all of it was like, "This is fucking awesome." It's amazing, and and it's nice to finally have Felipe like drawing it, putting his touch on it, and yeah. and you know, I also like like all the little uh uh like cues to himself in there. Yeah, oh, like, the Felipe shirt says Felipe. Yeah. Yeah. The, the phone has his picture on it. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know why he's not more popular than, than like Paul Pope. Like this guy's so yeah. fucking great, mm-hmm. and he's like not as recognized as he should be. He's amazing. I also like like that he switched up his style a little bit for this. He he sort of toned down a lot of his like anime roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and kind of I don't know, like made it more Marvel accessible. You know the audience, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's super good. Yeah, this is. A do you, I mean, speaking of that though, like, do you ever? have like a favorite artist and you're like why aren't you doing more stuff why <laughs> yeah I like are you not doing more interiors like it i feel that way be, about yeah. Raphael grandpa oh, yeah he's amazing oh my or i'm God. like please just give me more of your art like he's, he's just doing like liquor ads right <laughs> i know like doing. he was doing uh i think he was doing some vodka bottles for absolute vodka yeah. Yeah. yeah and i went looking for those because i was like oh well, i guess this is all i have so many little kids are in the comics like started drinking because of that <laughs> they're like oh maybe be able to draw it's amazing well what is, what's i mean what's the drinking age where he's from like 16 <laughs> 16 probably i don't know his i his uh batman and i just love uh the daredevil pinup mm-hmm. he did and yeah. he did a cover for Unca- uh, rick reminder's uncanny x-force and I was, this is so beautiful. It's just, everything doing... looks so. Speaking of costumes that look real, mm-hmm. like his realism to comic yeah. costuming is amazing because it just it looks, looks like, like somebody put it together. And yeah, like you like can they see the like, stitching, and it's just. Uh, you're so like, fantastic. I want to see someone walking around in that and shit. And it's not making fun of it. Like, usually when you deconstruct stuff, it feels like people are, like, kind of poking fun or yeah. doing parodies. It's completely, like, it's even scarier. Because well, like, there's, there's, like, murderers home-stitching skulls. Yeah. It. It's like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. Yeah, you don't think about that. It You're not like, story, yeah. oh, yeah, this is some guy sitting at home, like, crafting this fucking vigilante the, costume. The entire time thinking, I'm going to fuck someone up in this costume. Like, <laughs> I was I'm thinking gonna... of, like, Wolverine with safety scissors. Like, yeah. hanging out. <laughs> like a sewing machine and stuff. Yeah. Like pins in his mouth. <laughs> in his skin. Yeah. Oh, even better. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what are we talking about now? 
What do you Howard Shakin is my guy who I feel like, I don't know why everyone doesn't like just blow that guy and he walks on the street. Like, I think he's the best artist of all time. Really? And he does. I, I love Howard Shakin so I, much. Really? Everyone I, looks exactly the same. Yeah, they he, look everyone looks like, like this like square, square-headed same guy. He did this Punisher same guy run. Face. And, it's like uh, very Dick Tracy, but I'm so into that. No, I yeah, that. I, yeah. I feel the same way, but I... He did this Punisher run where it's like Josh said, like With I was fraction, like, yeah. wait, who's is he? Is that Punisher? Or is that guy Punisher? Who, who's that dude? Which well, David Aha is the same way. It's all just like blonde white guys. Like yeah. Iron Fist looks just like Hawkeye. Everyone has like, well, yeah, yeah, two, yeah. Jim Lee. All his women look exactly the same. Jay Lee too. Oh, Jay Lee, you think? Yeah, I guess so. They're no, just like in, in shadow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd say like his his facial, like the features. It's like. Oh, is that the gunslinger? Is that sure, Superman? Sure. Is yeah. it who? Although I, Paul I, Pope I, just draws Paul Pope. Yeah, he just draws <laughs> yeah, like all I, the like time. the lips of Mick Jagger and all of his characters. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love his covers for uh, was it uh, Satellite Sam? Yeah, dude. That looks all those amazing. covers for Satellite Sam look fantastic. I hate that the inside is in black and white. I, I see, see I thought I thought in that series I thought it was like a long con and in the story when they switched to color TV mm-hmm. the book was just going to go into color. I was like, "Oh yeah, totally. That's how it's going to go." And then when it didn't happen, I was like, Fuck "Well, shit. it's a it's a book yeah. about a black and white TV show." So, yeah, no, I, 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 that I, would make perfect sense, but I, I like it. I understand. This is like when I see the covers and like the the colors are so good. It's like I want that. Like, Do you only read like foil cover? Like yes, yes. If it doesn't have a hologram on it, one. fuck it, put it back <laughs> on the shelf. I always just there's no trading card in this, guys. I can't read this. Was it? It was one of the. Uh, it was a Rob Liefeld comic that like you would put your hand on and like it would leave like blood marks. Like, it was like oh, thermal. Like, I think you just killed a guy in a mental. <laughs> you like you hit you hit a drifter in your mind like memento <laughs> style. Your, like and it was conducting your lady comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Like, I. 90, there was a bullet hole, things. A bullet hole variant for a Malibu book, and then every panel where the hole appeared, it was like someone's mouth, or it'd be like a like a butthole. It was like I'm it would be in the story. I'm just excited awesome. that you mentioned Malibu in general. Malibu is so good. <laughs> Ross Ritchie from Boom Studios, that was his own, his own, uh, his like old job. He worked yeah. to work there. Like a bunch of cool guys looked at Malibu. It's awesome. Tom Brevoort, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love Malibu. Prime, um, dude. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I like I going to like cons and talking to like older creators that were around like really big in the 90s about like their experiences in comics back then. They're mostly like, it was so great. We were rock stars. I love. We had so much money, and we had no idea what to do with it. It's like the Wild West in a weird <laughs> way, like of comic dumb. I can't even imagine. Scott Lobdell used to make eighty five grand a month. It, it said in that Sean Howe book that uh, in the Marvel Untold stories, yeah. like that he made eighty five grand a month, which is like insanity. I heard that he like lived in a hotel. And didn't get an apartment because why would you? Yeah, he just like he's like like Lindsay Lohan style, just like at the Marmont and stuff. That's, uh, that's so insane. insane. Cut to me eating ramen at <laughs> <know>. my house, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about getting a day job. <laughs> what was that earlier about not making movie deals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. Comic books. Was, uh, but even him, like, so that guy, Scott, Scott Lobdell was, like, an ex-stand-up comic. It was yeah. like, I'll just make some comic book money, fuck it. Like, like he wasn't, like, purely in the comics, but there's just so many jobs to go around. That, like, he found Jim Moffat. Yeah, and, and he's great, and stuff he's done since then has been amazing. Gen- Generation X is, like, one of my favorite yep. runs of all time. Yeah. But, but, like, there's just so much work back then to go around, it's crazy. Yeah, that was, 
that just that like there was so many books that mm-hmm. everyone's like I will put everything out just mm-hmm. uh, just put it out there that story good who cares just uh. <laughs> well they were just trying stuff and then creating new things and it was and they weren't just like rebooting the same stuff all yeah, the time. yeah. It, was, it was pretty cool it's fantastic mm. oh, there was nice. uh this was once i was talking to one of them and uh he was telling me he's like oh we just had like an exuberant amount of money and we just we went on vacation and forgot all about our deadlines <laughs> and we had our editors calling us and we had no care in the world. And I was like, what is that like? What is <laughs> you can't do that now. <laughs> There's still some companies that act like that. Yeah. Like some that I've worked for where they pretend it's the nineties still. And like, they don't pay their creatives anything, yeah. but they'll fly you to every show and they'll get like these really fancy rooms. And then they have like, they have every holiday. Like they have at St. Patrick's day. Let's have yeah. a giant fucking helicopter party. And like, they still pretend it's like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, not really. When I appreciate that. Up. I like that. They try to like the, the more lifestyle you... up, but they don't actually. You can't pay rent that way. But I mean, isn't that like you know, if you believe it, it it happens. <laughs> isn't that the secret? But then it's a whole company of people who have day jobs. Like it's really funny. Really, that's really kind of adorable. They like all work in marketing. They're like they're like playing comic book. Exactly, house. exactly. It's a lot of people pretending right now. My favorite is I'm gonna when... take all the jobs you guys. My favorite is um, when I do talk to people. I'm like now, and I'm like that work in the industry that I live now, and they're like, uh, if, "If you want to make money and you want to live comfortably, don't write comic books. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, want to make something and be happy with it, hopefully, and uh, have your art out there, then yeah, make comic books. But don't don't do it if you want to eat." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, that's, don't tell me that. <laughs> don't tell any of the children that." Yeah, children. If you're listening, know. make comic books. Make all the comic it's books. It's a hustle. Make comic it's books so with love. It. It's so worth it. Make I know. Make comic books with love. Not big dollar eyes. Mm-hmm. My favorite is also right thinking about uh, the fact that Charles Soule is a lawyer. Like, a... yeah, Koi Fam was too when he was drawing uh, the Hulk stuff. He worked at a legal office. I think he's a paralegal. Yeah, a lot of guys really? have day jobs. The Looney Brothers and stuff. Yeah. Some guys like that. Yeah, I can't even say because they don't want people to know. But there's a lot yeah. of folks who, who like have day gigs, and it's really funny. Really, really. Funny. I was, I always thought it was Andy like Kaufman I want to like always had a day gun. Commit That's a crime true. somewhere where he's located and have him like represent me, like, <laughs> but have him wear like a shield, <laughs> yeah, shield, <laughs> like just a giant painted green and Dr- yeah. in drag, <laughs> in drag. Yeah, Charles, Soule, if you're listening. <laughs> make this happen represent <laughs> i used to work at a comic shop and i and i like write by night and then work by day same thing so like yeah no hate on those guys but like i, I think only so the think secret it's identity is what you're yeah saying. it's like clark Kent. it's only funny when they like <laughs> pretend that they don't and they have like a giant persona yeah. then then it's hilarious and you're it's i'm feel free to make fun of them then <laughs> but yeah people are just working. i wonder what grant morrison's day job is he does consultant <laughs> stuff for brands and there you like go. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Does he really? He teaches like magic to Virgin Airlines and stuff. Yeah. He, he Does teaches, he really? He teaches like brand, sigil magic and like brand consultants. Like, I mean, as one kind of like class together. I feel like that shouldn't be so surprising to me, but <laughs> a lot of us too, like I do this as well, work on TV things that are never going to happen. Yeah. Like you write pilots or you like, uh, you know, clean up scripts for people and, and like do production work. Mm. And then like those things will never see the light of day, but you get like 10 grand and then that's your money for the year. And then you just write comics that I'll lose money for 12 months and then you go back and get like a cushy LA job for like six weeks and then go back for a year that's that's totally what it's I that, do that's the uh, creative cycle yeah yeah you stuff that you're just embarrassed of but then, <laughs> and then and then hope it doesn't get green lit and then go and then go do personal stuff elsewhere What's like that? Forgotten Boy I'm gonna lose my ass on that probably yeah. but, it, but it's the coolest thing ever so I'm totally okay with that you well know? that's I mean that's that's what you do right you you put out the stuff that maybe 
you yeah. don't like so much. You you eat the ramen, yeah. the, the dollar ramen, so you can off. so you right can put you out love. the fine caviar of yeah. Of I sold literature. everything that I owned to put out that uh, Thor and Killable Thunder Christ book. Like I, I sold like a shelf of like Transformers that were like season one and stuff. And what like, was your what was like your first book that you put out? Uh, Blackest Terror from Moonstone was my first thing that was ever in Diamond. But I started mm. writing comics when I was fifteen. Okay. I just did like little zines and stuff, and I convinced other kids to draw for me. And but my first big thing where I, I put a thousand dollars behind the publishing for to put out Blackest Terror, I never saw a dime from that. Yeah. I just like paid a company to put out there for me, and that was that. And then people liked that. And then I got I got the awesome. Thor book. Thanks. Then that book is sort of like what if Malcolm X were Batman? Yeah, yeah. It, he fights bigots and stuff. But isn't he? Um, isn't that a character that's like open? Yeah, he's from the '30s. It's called Black Terror, and he was a, he was a Nazi fighter back in the yeah. day. He was a white guy who was called the Black Terror. So I made like an updated version. Yeah, it was like a contemporary guy who was a black guy who fought like homophobes and like bigoted senators and shit like that. And, <laughs> yeah, awesome. And, no, and it's and, like, brutally bullies. violent, and I fucking love it. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was my first thing ever, and it's a guy punching out Klansmen on the cover. Yeah. So that could have backfired horribly. Like, stories could have not carried that, but it got some good buzz, and that was cool. Do you... I mean, you've lived in Tucson, I'm assuming, most of your life. Yeah. Is I that, grew up is in that a, something that, because living in Tucson, maybe there was a vibe there because of that, and that's yeah. why you wrote that, or... My mom dated this racist juggalo. Did uh, really? So I was like, Wait, man. Like, in real life? Yeah, my mom... I lived in <laughs> Illinois, initially, and I'm my mom sure. met a racist juggalo on the internet. And then I was like in high school. MySpace? I, I, or, who knows? Would, I mean, I want to think there's the like a Juggalette place, dating Josh. site. <laughs> Juggalette? Yeah, so then is we moved. Is your mom Juggalette? No, they... she doesn't even know what that thing is at like, ICP, but this guy certainly is like a card-carrying, ponytail-wearing hatchet they man. Like, Wait, like, <laughs> like tattoos? Yeah, and, he, and they had like a license plate that was like something to do with... Fago for oh, life. Probably. No. <laughs> I remember one time for Christmas, he got like glass bottle Fago, because it's the classy version. Oh, they, what? Shit. And, he, and he literally said he was like flown in from Detroit, and it was like the biggest <laughs> thing in the world. Some like wow. mechanic piece of shit. Oh god! But so he was in Tucson, so we moved there. Fantastic. And then it was just like Tucson's the. It's like Tatooine. Yeah, it's just like this horrible place. It's like hive of scum and villainy, and I hated it. So comics were a great escape. Yeah, yeah. So I loved them, and I worked at a comic store that was really cool there called Heroes and Villains, and that was like the one oasis that's like the you coolest. Had. Yeah, yeah. I love that place. So yeah, that's why I got in comics really in a big bad way. And th- and I didn't go to college or anything. Like I have no education. I'm like, yeah, I'm. Are you in the GED club? Uh, no, I'm not. But uh, yeah. damn it, I was. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, I was yeah. telling, I think Aristotle the, the day, or I think last time we were talking uh, about Jonathan Hickman and like how he when he writes, he's got like all these like grand ideas. <laughs> and uh, there was a quote that i read from him and it, would, it was like that he feels it's better to be well read than it is to be well educated oh totally yeah and yeah. i just i love that like i love that it was like you don't need to go you don't need to have formal learning in order to make something great yeah yeah and i'm still really nerdy into like story structure and all the stuff they teach you in school like i love campbell i, I love mckee i love yeah. all those guys but like mm-hmm. i just read it on my own yeah. yeah, I think you you pick that up on your own. Especially looking at the art and the writing, and you you know you learn what works, what doesn't work, and then mm. I mean that I don't know if that translates to you into your writing. Absolutely, and then just creating stuff since I was fifteen and putting it out, and yeah. people read it and then like tear it apart. Like that's very useful, you know. So yeah, it's yeah. like your your zines were your open mic days. Totally, <laughs> totally, and I still feel that way. Like I, I still fail in public all the yeah. time, but it's but super fun. That's so yeah, it's so important to fail 
on your face. Yeah. And yeah. like be like, here, yeah, okay, that happened. Was it feeling the uh, feeling the pain of self improvement? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, as, and as long as you like, you can burn bridges all you want. As long as you know where the next one is. Yeah. You know, like I've burned through publishers that hate me now and like all that kind of shit. But yeah, keep on going up somehow. So that's cool. <laughs> keep on making comics. Yeah, yeah. Every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of tattooing. Okay. <laughs> Here's uh, my unofficial thing. Um, this may just get thrown out by the next Darth Vader issue, but I'm excited to say that I think that this comic ties the now canon into the Star Wars Christmas special, <laughs> which is the most exciting thing ever. And the only reason why you should watch it is for the animated Boba Fett short. <laughs> Um, That's not the only reason you should watch it. <laughs> I mean, and so you can be like, cocaine was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't hard up for money either. It's uh, not like... Uh, Jeff- Jefferson Starship, right? They were in it? Uh, yeah, it's funny to see the Star Wars guys be like, oh, we need to make some scratch. Like, <laughs> what, the, what, the, what, the, what else do you want to buy? Like, what, yeah. what can you not afford, George Lucas? Like, Oh, God. Small... Sec- Large countries. <laughs> you can buy the small ones. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, I thought Vader was good. I I don't know. I like the I idea it. of um, the quest to figure out who his son is, or the quest to figure out what Ben was fucking up to. I enjoyed it. Uh, I hope his son is Spider Man. I hope this is like <laughs> Earth forty five or whatever the shit, and it's Spider Man. Awesome. We'll get there. Punk Spider Man. Or like, oh, oh, they should do Uncle Ben meeting Ben Owen. Oh, as a crossover. Uh, ben off. Oh my god! And then it should be called Ben. Uh, ben there done that, and it's like an annual. Yeah. If you're listening, Marvel, <laughs> tied into yeah. When you when you die in the Marvel universe, we'll, we'll you go into the you. Star Wars universe, yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude. What if the Star Wars book gets caught up in Secret Wars? The Secret Wars? <laughs> Secret Star Wars? Secret Star Wars. <laughs> Why do we all have to think for five minutes? <laughs> There's war in the title. You're like, Secret Strikes Back. No, shit. What? Empire uh, I was the clone. Secret, I was Secret. imagining in my head Doctor Doom fighting Darth Vader is what was going on. Uh, Doom would win, duh. What do you? Yeah, Doom would fucking win in a heartbeat. His magic's way more powerful than the force. I just want Modok and Jabba just to like go at it. <laughs> no, like, and not, head, not fight, but just like make out. <laughs> just yeah. make out. Just mm-hmm. exactly. Super sexy swimsuit issues. Oh my god, yes. All Modok. All, all, <laughs> all the way. Um, I enjoyed Darth Vader a lot more than I enjoyed the Star Wars one. Me too. Um, although when he was in Jabba's palace and there was like the paneling where like Jabba was like about to press the button to like send him into the Rancor pit and... Darth Vader took two steps back and, and was like, like uh-uh. no. And he's like, damn it, you know I'm out my trap door. My prolific trap door. I did not read it because I just did not give a shit about the Star Wars book. So I was like, eh, no offense to Karen Gillan, but I was like, I'll pass. I, I bet just you like can still was... guess what happens though. I bet you still like yeah. having not read uh, it. No, you know what happens. He's going to die. <laughs> well, yeah, just a quick spoiler. There's no happy ending there. Uh, <laughs> it, the... The first issue ends Spoil with away. him uh, just, like, like on a cliff in Tatooine, like, having a moment, like, you know, where you're like, oh, Darth Vader's, like, kind of 
contemplating contemplating these things and then it re- it's revealed that he's just surrounded by like a, a horde of slaughtered sand people and it's like oh you're still oh, that, doing that this that, sand people make me so uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> like I think you have to call them Tuscan Raiders now yeah, yeah. Sure. To be that's PC. like that's canon sand people <laughs> Jesus Christ we, I was having this discussion with someone the other day because they're like with ISIS no 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 <laughs> a bad name well because it was like packaging on the toys and one of them was t- like it's a Tuscan Raider and a different one uh, it said San. San Don't say it. Okay. Oh my God, I'm That's sweating so hard right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and someone was like, "What's the difference between this Tuscan Raider and Sand People?" Like one has a job. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> You're terrible, Eddie. I can't believe you said that. You're a monster. I uh, will. Uh, one of them, I was like, oh, well, I think Sand People is just a blanketed term for that planet. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Because, I mean, so the, the Tusken Raiders would be considered Sand People, and would the Jawas then also be considered Sand People? They no, they're the little Sand People. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm leaving right now, you guys. Back to Tucson. Oh, God. So they're all more politically correct. Star Wars is yeah, it's so funny that they're all just like one for one. Like the the Jewish guys from episode one. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like I need the money. <laughs> it's like, oh no. They're no. from like Planet Torah or something. It's so stupid. So stupid. Yeah, and in the, the second one when he goes back and visits him and he's all broken, he's like fucking wearing a yarmulke. It's oh. like, yeah. like, oh dude, really? I was so pissed. Jar Jar's fucking speaks Spanish. He just flat out speaks. He says like Mui Mui and stuff. Yeah. He's like, he's like a Mui Trump. Like what are you what are you doing? <laughs> also, also the the Asian you know uh, whatever the the trade federation people off the like, planet China. Oh, yeah. so sorry. Oh, like, oh, no, no, were no, you, no, 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 no. Were you here when the guy who created Jar Jar came? Yes. In? Yeah. Oh my god, it was so amazing. Uh, it was a total bait. I loved it. Uh, who created Jar Jar? Yeah, the guy who like did the character I design, the art. Yeah. You know, like everything. Jar Jar yeah. came in and he asked me and one of my uh, Derek, uh, one of my coworkers, uh, hey, what do you think about Jar Jar? And I was like, hey, Jar Jar is an important character in the prequel trilogy. Without him, we wouldn't have the Empire. Uh, kids love him. And then my my coworker was like, fuck Jar Jar, that fucking minstrel piece <laughs> of shit. If I ever see the guy who created him, I'm going to punch him in the throat. Yeah. So and then, the, yeah, and then that happened. And he was like, well, I did that, and he just watched the color drain from his face. <laughs> is that but all the that guy, guy then does? Explained does he just to go to comic stores and just be like, hey, No, but it was his like, wife. Jar? His wife was like, hey, 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 ask him about Jar Jar. Ask oh, him about okay. Jar Jar. But then, like, Women. <laughs> what about just sand people, am I right? Well, but, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> this section is getting completely cut out. The entire thing. No, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm leaving it in because it's really more Star Wars fault. <laughs> Star Wars fault. It's, uh, we're opening uh, up a dialogue here. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars laid out all the pieces. We're just laughing at them. Oh, but that, but that guy's whole thing was like, I didn't like. He then went into explanation as to why he didn't think he was racist or like why Jar Jar was not a racist character, and which I, is wrong. I, it was <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Uh, that sucks though that his wife goes just with him to yeah. comic book stores and is like hey let's hear people shit all over that thing you made maybe he like didn't empty the trash one time so we're, <laughs> okay, we're going to meltdown oh, we're going to. I'm going to tell him he made Jar Jar it's embarrassing him it's oh, like, clean the gutters god damn it it's like a sexy kinky cuck old thing yeah, like, tell him he made Jar Jar <laughs> tell him right now spit on your face <laughs> 
Well, but I, I don't know. I, <laughs> Valentine's Day tomorrow. <laughs> or today. Depends on when you're listening. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Ooh. Remember. We're recording it oh, on, on Friday the yeah, 13th. Yeah. Uh, so Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Yeah. Aristotle. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? I'm not sure yet. That is the wrong answer. Yeah, that is. Desiree, if you're listening. <laughs> she might. Just, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? <laughs> uh, we're going to Eric. A, uh, a show tonight, Hannah and I, uh, like an Aaron McGathy comedy thing. Oh, cool. At the UCB. She nice. has a podcast called This Feels Terrible. That's awesome. And then tomorrow, I think I'm just going to like give her shit, I guess. Pre- like, present. Here's some candy. Because you're a can- girl. <laughs> you got sweet. You guys like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, sand people. Really impersonal. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give her a copy of Darth Vader. <laughs> uh, Eddie, uh, in the morning. So, oh. Oh, so there's this. Yeah, yeah. It's got a flight scenario. <laughs> Eddie just pulled out a scroll. No, it's, so it's the first decree of Valentine's Day. <laughs> He's so, got many loves in his life. So there's this place called Bread Lounge that we Bread Lounge. That me, yeah, that me. That my, sounds like a fake I know. place. That That's me like and my a, girlfriend. A screen well, name. No, look, we pass by it all the time when we're on our way here. Uh, and we look at it and we're like, one day, one day we'll wake up early enough to go. And that never happens because, as you can tell by today, I don't fucking like waking up early in the morning. Um, I'm going to take her to that. Then we're going to go to Things from Another World because Bruce Campbell's going to be there from 1 to 3. Uh, so we're going to go hang out with Bruce Campbell, then go to dinner, and then at night I'm taking her to go see Breakfast at Tiffany's at some like CineSpy thing. Nice. nice. Valentine's Day. Bam. <laughs> And then she's going to side do it. Josh. Josh. Oh, I, I'm doing a uh, alternating whiskey wine bar crawl. Whoa. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. We're going to try to hit, I think, a total of eight bars oh, shit. and alternate drinking whiskey and you wine. Already, at you already each have one. it all mapped out? Yeah. Yeah. All mapped out, all in Echo Park. Because um, oh, okay. we normally, uh, when I mix whiskey and wine with my fiance, we get. Get like <laughs> it gets a little crazy. It gets real. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, uh, why not just make this the realest? Mm. Um, yeah, little like peppered treats and secret stuff. Mm. That's you know, awesome. treats and <laughs> secrets. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sounds like Sounds like <laughs> Remember, a heart is just half a butt. <laughs> Super true. Oh, um, Eric, it was your it was your birthday recently. And, yeah, and on that note, I need to go because I'm going to go open up the store. <laughs> okay, please open, continue. Uh, Josh, Josh. Josh out. Josh out. Drop the mic. No, Drop uh, the mic. Uh, <laughs> Every time we do something in this room, I see the look of terror over Aristotle's face. <laughs> yeah, I'm responsible. <laughs> but I know that's uh, the best part. It was. So let's get back to your birthday. Yeah, so it was your birthday. Yeah, the most what important holidays. Uh, I spent it uh, pitching on something that I turned it in with, an, and it took like two weeks to make this awesome pitch for yeah. this property. IDW asked me to pitch for this thing that's, uh, I can't say what it is, but it's a pulp thing from the 30s. And I, I initially gave no shits about it. Then I researched like a motherfucker and I got really into it. And then I pitched and then I got immediately rejected. Oh, that's and fun. I spent so the whole birthday, Happy birthday. writing something <laughs> for free that'll never come out. <laughs> and that's like ninety percent of my life as a writer is people are like, "Hey, idiot, do you like this thing?" And then I pretend that I do, yeah. and then I pitch, and they find out that I don't, and then I get turned down, or they buy it, and then I get to live. And then you, <laughs> but that's just part of the fun, right? I once was down to like I think two hundred bucks, and I was like, <laughs> I've got enough. 
to buy food for like yeah it was horrible and then i just uh, pitched like a thousand adventure time stories and they picked one of them and i was like, you're like oh god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's what most of my life is like it's terrible Paging to page. I worked on Christmas pitching a thing that didn't come up to and like same kind of stuff. Pitching is the worst because it's in movies usually mm. they pay you a little bit like yeah. for your time, but in comics it's just like anybody will do it for free, so yeah. they just take total advantage. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's an honor to be asked because everybody wants to be asked. Yeah, yeah. to to write I mean, the... and then fucking Mark Wade walks in and takes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three ideas for an Adventure Time story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not done. They're just some thoughts. They're just some thoughts. <laughs> I was on the toilet, and this is just what came to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's Adventure Time, Kingdom Come. That's so funny. Josh mm. just walked in. What's up? Uh, <laughs> uh, tell everyone Meltdown's now open. Meltdown's now oh, open yeah. if you want to For you live listeners. I know. You know, those uh, people that are living. Are listening to one day. That happened with Ron Mars, too. And it's for a property that is like, it's a little kid toy. Yeah. Like Transformers style, but it wasn't Transformers. And then I was like, oh, I, I like I had the job. And then Ron Mars, who is like a god who like did the best Green Lantern run that I've ever read, was like, no, I want that. And then they just gave it to him. <laughs> so that happened to me too. It's super. Hopefully, funny. I mean, that's I mean, that's the hope though that one day you get that big that you can crush other people's dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and at least it's people who I consider living gods yeah. who I'm losing out to. So I'm just like, it's an honor to be usurped by you. There's sir. hopefully like, a kid listening right now that one day you will put your cigarette <laughs> out on his face and like. <laughs> I'm yeah. writing that DuckTales book, not you. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. What's one, so what, if you could write one character for, like, any of the big companies, like... I really want to do Superman, because I think I, I think I have a good take on it. And, and it could even be, like, a short story. Like, I think I just really have the one story I want to tell with him. And then I really love the Punisher, who's completely yeah. the opposite of me. Yeah. I'm a huge, giant pussy. And, pu- <laughs> and like, Punisher is so removed from that that it's, it'd be interesting to get in that headspace for a long time, mm. you know? That's, I like, mean... I won't uh, eat... I won't consume dairy. So to think yeah. about a guy like shooting a man in the face, like that's such a an alien viewpoint for me. That'd be fun to deal with. No, it just doesn't give a fuck about dairy. Like mm-hmm. that's just something yeah. that doesn't. Cool. Punisher just like he snaps on Slim Jim, just whole thing. milk, and then <laughs> shooting some guy in the face. That'd be a cool commercial. <laughs> Got milk, just like a subversive bring those back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were talking about how you didn't grow up with the father figure and uh, just growing up in, in what if I just start crying right I know now? <laughs> um, no I mean like I, I get that like I, I I actually didn't recently meet my father until maybe like last year when I came back from Comic Con and my mom was like this is your dad and I was like oh that's cool was I, it the guy who made Jar Jar no that <laughs> no, would be so but that, cool that would be fantastic and horrible all at the same time yeah. um, it, do you think it's like a Latino guy thing yeah I don't know all like, of my Latino friends have the same experience where their dad was like they just boned out well it wasn't so much that it was it was the fact that uh, like my mom and him were really young and then like things happened between them and they split up and she never kind of like told him and then one day was like yo i was like over it was over a game of pogs yeah i know and then they left forever oh fuck this (laughs) never let me win uh but yeah no i i kind of like found solace in a lot of like combo characters too like in Mm -hmm. the same way where it was like oh like to be like a good man like you have to be like tried and true and like mm-hmm. do these these things like have these virtues uh that i did learn a lot from comics and stuff it's that's self-directed boy, yeah yeah so boy meets world was for me really that's cool that's i learned cool. everything i know from boy meets world are you watching a uh, girl meets world now? no <laughs> you're missing out because <laughs> you're not relating to <laughs> all that and because it's just such a different show 
Yeah, it's so different. Are you following Topanga's Instagram? <laughs> no, I see that's I, that's you should get on. That's the fun adult thing to do. With, <laughs> but yeah, comics, man. Like Superman's family was something that even more than being able to fly, being able to have a dad was like a superpower mm-hmm. to me. And that's why I read that book. Like Ma and Pa Kent, all the lessons they taught Clark were like really important to me as a kid. And having them be immediately dead out of the gate with a reboot, like I just freaked. I had a girlfriend of two years who I broke up with yeah. when, when, when the New 52 happened because I had a nervous breakdown. I was like, <laughs> there's no continuity in my life. Uh, this thing that I took for, for granted is dead. And I had a day job at the point. Yeah. And I, I quit my day job with like barely any money. And I was like, I have to make the comics that I want to read because nobody else is. Yeah. So I, and I, I took like six months from that to get stuff that's first started paying. But like, is was that that was your I first venture the into fuck out? Yeah, just leaving everything behind and I had a panic fucking... attack for that lasted for months where I was like, yeah, no one's gonna like do what I think comics should do. No, like if there's tons of little me's right now, there's tons of like yeah. like little guys like us who don't have a dad. Yeah. no one's helping them, no one's servicing them, so I have to do it. Well, it's funny. I feel like almost like a lot of people don't or make fun of the fact that of how integral it is to some people like these things like these comics like that they're like oh yeah they're like fun reads and like you read them and maybe you put them down or you collect them and you never see them again and you put them in a closet but like the stories and like the the messages behind them like stay with some people like and define them as people to their core it was like and it was always comics and music with me Mm -hmm. like uh comics and punk music that's what it is um, yeah, we live in a, a pretty secular culture, uh, so we don't really have like a, a religious backbone that we no. all unify under. Like it's it's very diverse in that school, <clears throat> but I think the majority of people that are into stuff like that we're into don't even <clears throat> like have any spirituality training in any sort of aspect. Yeah. So this this is our common mythology. It's it's Smallville, it's Star Wars, yeah. it's it's Superman, it's Spider Man, and like that's our common bond. And then when you reboot these things or change them so drastically. You're like altering scripture. It's, yeah, it's way it's, more important. It sounds silly, but it's not. You know, and you're affecting people so deeply that it, yeah, it's it's profound. Where were you working at with, uh, when you left to go? Uh, do I was working comics. at the comic store. I, I was uh, I was doing marketing for a comic shop, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stand the idea of marketing books I didn't believe in, and I didn't want to promote people anymore. I didn't want to like say go buy the new Jim Lee book. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say go, go buy the new Eric Esquivel book. <laughs> I wanted to like market myself. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Doing it, man. Thanks. I'm trying. Yeah. It, it's really, really scary. And it's so much hard work. And like, it's not like digging ditches, but it's emotionally draining. Like, I think that I'm perfect for a lot of these books because I, I feel so emotionally invested in them yeah. that when I pitch and get rejected, it's a real giant blow to the ego. I was gonna, I was about to ask that. Like, do you, do you, have it's you bad. built such a it's tough really sk- have you built a tough skin yet where you're just like ah whatever it's fine like I'll, I'll move on to the next one or do you just spiral out of control I for a while the most disheartening thing is like realizing the editors are just people yeah. and it's just individual tastes and I thought that like there would be a comic god that would be like yes now you can make all of the comics <laughs> and it's just these individuals a lot of whom I love and a lot of whom I don't like at all who, who I'm like you're in charge of this thing that means more to me than life itself and I hate you, but and, I, and I'm asking you for a job, <laughs> and that kills me. But there are so many great editors too. Yeah. I've, I've been lucky, especially with like Boom and IDW and Archie and Paper Cuts. Like those guys, and a uh, Pat Shane at Zenoscope. Even like mm. there, there's really cool people out there who like I find kindred spirits 
my own personal the little like, Avengers yeah. team, <laughs> uh, who, who really helped me out and who I love a lot. But there's uh, an equal amount who I just fucking despise, <laughs> and, and and that's hard. <laughs> These threshold guardians, like that are in, in front of this thing, only yeah. care about money, or, or people who are like. These suits that want to be movie executives, yeah. that they're in comics first, because they know that that's sort of cool in the culture now, it's, that kills me. I, I have those like, sentiments sometimes where I, I feel, because uh, I, like, I do like the marketing and stuff for the company that I work for, and, and there's times where I, I try to consolidate the, the side of me that like believes in art and your expression with the, well, what's going to make us the most money like pushing mm-hmm. uh, so we can, so then I can possibly try to push like the smaller books that i believe in um and it's 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 difficult because I've, I've thought about that like i was like oh i'll start my own publishing company like yeah. i i want to like put out other people's art and like i want to the world to see these things that like i see and it's it's hard like it's aristotle too was like he's talk- we were talking early, earlier off mic about all of he's producing right now I like am. that's really I, cool too. i just want to i want either make things or help things get made and that's why i started zine milk because uh I just feel like uh, there should be a place where you can see a lot of zines more often. To where I'm very excited for LA Zine Fest, which is tomorrow. If you're listening on Saturday, there you go, Valentine's which Day. Is, well, Dude. day after Valentine's Day, is it? No, yeah, it's Sunday. But it's gonna be awesome. But that's a once a year thing. So I wanted, uh, you know, somewhere to see more zines more frequently. Yeah. And bi monthly is still kind of a, a big gap in time, but. I like to bring, you know, bring more. That's bring how more I started out. my career. So, like, there's some guys right now who you're helping out who might, like, go on to, like, that, that will be their life. You know, mm-hmm. that's a huge, giant thing you've done. It's amazing. You should be really proud of that. It's super cool. Thank you. Yeah. So, I think that's, that's that human impulse that we all yeah. have of, like, just wanting to make the world better. And that's why we like superheroes. That's why we like yeah, Star yeah. Wars and stuff. Going back, going back to that. Yeah. Just wanting to change the Church the world. of Yoda. The Church of Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Where we all worship. Totally. What was that uh, that Futurama episode where they had like the Star Trek? Oh, the churches. Church. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't talk about it anymore. Uh, what's a uh, what's something that you've worked on that like you wanted to be put out there that like still maybe isn't out there yet? That you're just that's like your baby, your ultimate like. I've been pretty lucky so far that like I know right now that I'm not at a point in my career where I can get a whole lot of like big name stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm pitching a lot of original properties and I have this thing inside of me where like it doesn't occur to me that things that I do won't happen. So I pitched something um this this forgotten boy mm. uh thing. I actually pitched to my former publisher who I, I I was I was with one company for like about a year and a half doing I wrote for almost all the books they had. I was like going to every convention with them. And I pitched this one thing that I really believed in, and they turned it down. And there's no animosity, but I just started looking around at other companies. And then I pitched to IDW, and they picked it up. And now I, I worked on Imaginary Drugs for them. I'm, I'm pitching like three other superhero things for them that are like behind the scenes. Um, I'm really like deep into those guys now. Mm-hmm. But there's this thing in comics where like now that other company kind of like it's a burned bridge because there's loyalty there, you know. Oh, okay. So it's this there's this there's this project that I had more loyalty to, yeah. Forgotten Boy, than I have to actual people or an, or an actual company. Yeah. And that that kind of screws me up right now. The guys in comics who do the best professionally, they find a company and they dig their heels in and they try to get exclusive. And that's how you get the good jobs. Yeah. Everyone else they see is kind of like mercenaries or like non-loyal. And and but guys like Grant Morrison 
and Paul Jenkins, who I loved growing up, wrote for everybody. Paul yeah. Jenkins wrote for like Batman and Spider-Man at the same time. I thought that was the coolest shit in the world. You know, Brian Augustine, guys like that. What was this? That's I, I, I feel like, like with Colin Bunn, he was writing like a he's writing. Oh, I think a Marvel book, a DC, a couple DC books yeah. right now, and then he's also putting out like stuff like Six Gun, yeah, The Empty Man, and stuff like that. Charles and I'm just Saul like, that Char- yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love that idea that it's like, I don't have to write for one specific company. But if, I, like, I can, you can just do what you want. Yeah. yeah, but then you don't get the good jobs. Like Charles Soule makes his jobs good. Like he got She-Hulk at Marvel. That's not a great gig. Yeah. It's an awesome character that I love, and that run was. Amazing. I'm sad but that it's they not ended Avengers. It, or that they're it's ending it. It's just, yeah. Exactly. It's canceled. So but he like, did he, what did he do? Death of Wolverine. Yeah. But after that though, like he's now he's now exclusive to Marvel and now he's getting the Wolverine stuff. Yeah. He's getting the bigger job. So that's how you have to do it. There's like there's professional aspects to the job that you don't think about when you're a kid that kind of kill me. Because I, yeah. I don't want to be a, a company man. I don't want to like wear a suit. I don't want to you know, no, I yeah, no, I get that. Like, you, you lose and I remember like thinking as a kid. I didn't, this didn't hit me until maybe like four years ago. The way I had always envisioned comics was like the bullpens. Yeah, like Stan Lee's mythological bullpen. And up until like four years ago, I thought that that's still how comics were made. (laughs) Oh, and everybody went in and they were like all just hung out there and was like, oh, hey, like, yeah, just shooting the shit and hanging out and making comics. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And everyone's like, no, dude, we just email each other. And I'm like, even back then, they would just mail stuff back and forth. Like, there wasn't really a bullpen. It's so disheartening to me. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, why? Yeah, it's a bummer, man. It's a business. And, 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 like, the hardest part of the job for marketing is making it seem like it's a, this easy, fun. Yeah, I had an idea for a book. No, you didn't. An editor called you and told yeah. you the only book available to you was She-Hulk, and you took it to get your foot in the door. Yeah, and like there's a bunch of like white lies we tell kids to make the job seem more like kind of exciting, and that was hard for me to figure out. And that and that's sort of like the experience of being in LA in general is like finding all the nuts and bolts. And you, you either get excited when you see those like ones and zeros Neo style, yeah. or you want to get plugged <laughs> back into the Matrix as soon as possible. So yeah, no, I, like it'll kick you when you're down. No, uh, it's 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 it's, it's sucky. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, I I've lived in LA my entire life, but it's not until like I started working here and within this like within the comic industry, because that you see those you you start seeing things more as numbers than as yeah. as anything else, and you're like, ah, fuck, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, <laughs> even like personality wise, like I don't want to. I I have. I don't really want to like develop a persona that isn't true. Yeah, like guys like uh, Grant Morrison wears these like fancy suits when he does signings. And, yeah, like, Brian Bendis is really excited about how he like wears a tie on on Seth Meyers yeah. and stuff, and and like Matt Fraction's all like the sexiest like male model H and M style. <laughs> and like I, I like to go to pitch meetings in a like a shitty twice worn Batman shirt. Yeah, I like to kind of be like who the rest of us are. Mark Wade. Yeah, I like yeah. being Mark every Wade. man. <laughs> exactly, and like I don't he... want to have to build. A, a brand that is untrue. Steve yeah. Niles, I'm sure, wants to write stuff that isn't just horror sometimes. Yeah. He's an amazing writer, but he he has made himself the horror guy, and editors are kind of simple, and whenever they have a horror book, yeah. like, oh, I will just call Steve Niles. So, so he gets a lot of work that way. I don't want to pigeonhole myself as, like, Eric does the kid stuff, or yeah. Eric does the superheroes. I want to do a crazy Malcolm X Punisher and then Adventure Time. I'm sure that's, that's that must get hard for you, though. Like, have you had that come up in in your career so far where they're like oh we've got like eight kids titles that we need to put out eric <laughs> absolutely yeah i got uh this company paper cuts i'm working for right now it's super fun and doing a bunch of like um cartoon properties mm-hmm. that will be announced i think at san diego okay and it's really fun 
but I got those jobs because I did um, stuff for Archie, doing Sonic and Mega yeah. Man. Yeah. And I got the Archie jobs because I did Bravest Warriors and Adventure Time for Boom. So it's this arc of my career that I never intended to happen and yeah. that I, I like a lot and is fun, but I didn't set out to be the kid guy. And now Forgotten Boy is like a teen gothy thing. It's not mature by any means, not mm. rated R, but it's like, it's not a little kid book. And I think that I'm starting all over again. You know, because people know me as one thing. Yeah. And th- those guys have no idea who I am. I wish that there was more synergy of, like, people would follow authors more than characters more. Well, it's funny. My, my first introduction to you was Loki Ragnarok and Roll. Oh, cool. That was uh, fun. And that was, I think, the first thing I picked up that... Because I, I picked it up on the fact that it said Loki Ragnarok and Roll, and I was like, this is a great title. Thanks, thanks. And I read it, and I, I loved it. Thanks, man. Uh, and that was like that was my first thing that that you had done, and and then you know meeting you and and knowing that you had done like these Adventure Time ones and like these just like different little like shorts here and there like for I guess what's suggested as kids titles mm-hmm. I I was like oh that's his like your range in my head I was like oh he can do this and he can do that that's cool like it's Thanks, it's not man. he's not just like this is the one thing I can do and that's it I'm like appreciate that yeah it works a lot for like the tv jobs that i get people like that yeah. but in comics they don't like it as much it's sort of weird it's just black or white okay. yeah like what do you do all right i will hire you to do that thing yeah is it any fun though to like because you said now it's like starting over is that going to be fun to start over or are you kind of just dreading that and want to be at a place where they know that you can do this as well it's fun i i definitely want to be max landis i definitely want to be <laughs> grant morrison i definitely want to be like uh, a known personality because um, that would make things easier for me but then I, it, again it pigeonholes you like Land- Landis is never going to get a kid's thing yeah. you know Steve Niles is never going to get to tell an Adventure Time story and I will you know and I've done horrors I've done, I worked for Zenoscope hmm. and then I worked for Sonic within the same month you know and like that's that's weird that's super weird and I like that I just uh, I hope it's sustainable as a career it's kind of a drastic Zenoscope putting something out on Zenoscope <laughs> putting out something through Archie's uh... yeah and then you said like uh you had your Archie story ready, right? And mm-hmm. then Mark Wade came. Yeah. Are you gonna like go back later and try and and uh, like do backups? Not, in the not Archie repurpose book. it. Jughead like, backups. Jughead <laughs> backups. Come back. Uh, with I that love. Story. I have like an unnatural love for Veronica Lodge. Like I would write any Veronica. I love that character. She's so interesting to me, and it's not even like a creepy thing. I just think she's cool. Um, I would write her like Catherine from Cruel Intentions. I can see that. That's yeah. That makes. Yeah. That makes sense. So I, I would love to. Um, I can't do it in the new continuity line they're doing because that, yeah. that's Mark's thing, and I wouldn't want to take that. And, and like, yeah. and he rightfully should have gotten the job. His pitch was better. He's awesome. Like, it's no hard feelings at all. Yeah. But yeah, with with superhero stuff, if it gets turned down, you can just call it like, well, now it's called Rat Man, <laughs> you know. And then you can like do it. And superhero fans are. Super what is that Frank Miller book that came? Out? Oh, holy oh, dare! Holy dare! I have a T-shirt of that book. It's amazing. <laughs> But you can you can make Batman into Holy Terror. You can make Batman into like uh, the Midnighter. You can make Batman into whatever you want. Yeah, I, superhero fans are like hip enough to like know what you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I can't do like now. It's Veronica Lake. You know, like I can't do a, a an Archie ripoff, and it won't have the same potency either. People don't want to read a soap opera book, but they want to read Archie because they know it because their grandma thinks it's cool. So it's it's different. What was can I mean? Can you talk about what your Archie pitch was? I can't really because okay. uh, yeah, there's, there's weird stuff where like sometimes sometimes when you pitch stuff they own it, and sometimes it, it's just like poor form because if what I what if what I pitched was close to what like Mark's gonna do, oh, then I'm okay. spoiling yeah, cool. stuff or Got it's it. weird. Yeah, 
Yeah, but that was definitely like one of the cool things. To be asked to pitch to that was super awesome. I loved that. It's fantastic. Even like uh, Ian Flynn, who did Sonic, I get to tell stories in his universe every once in a while. I Mm. do do like um, fill-in issues where I do like three-panel stuff or I do backups for him. And I think he's an amazing storyteller. He's super like under underrated in comics but he's a company man who's like known for just sonic i think he could like rock on the flash or superman like he's such a great superhero guy they just happen to be little animals you know yeah. <laughs> i, I want to see that guy bust out someday but i think that he's very happy with archie so i feel like sometimes that those those type of books don't get like maybe the respect they they deserve mm-hmm. like someone's like ah oh, it's sonic it's like a video game property that they're making into a comic blah Richard Metzger, who's the guy who owns disinformation.com, calls those books like candy-coated bullets, which I enjoy. Because, like, Sonic, you don't know that you're handing your kid a book about an an ecological terrorist. Yeah. You know? He's this guy who, like... You don't think about these things. He sabotages industry and stuff. And, like, he's super, like, Greenpeace, Earth Power, like, Animal Liberation Front. Like, he's, like, he's a terrorist who fights a big business. He's, like, fighting Enron. Yeah, it's um, like if Dick Cheney played Robotnik in a movie, I would just like, <laughs> come everywhere. Like that's basically the story, you know. But like, and parents don't think about it, and their kids' minds are blown, and that's like it's the fun of writing kids' comics. Yeah, so you can subvert subversively yeah. change the world. Because it, it screwed me up in a good way. So. Um, what was the same thing? I, there was like a Mega Man uh, book that I was reading, and it was the same thing where like so he good. just. I, I don't know if he just the, smokes the, the scene. Yeah, he just smokes. It. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. He's. I was just like, wow, what the? What's going on? Ian Flynn is so good. He's so, oh, good. so fantastic. And that's a book too, where like it's it's on paper, it's a bad job. He's yeah. he's he's assigned to adapt, um, like video games that are kind of terrible. Mm. Like they don't they're, they're like eight you know very simple eight bit like Nintendo games and give them to adapt the story of. Yeah. And he's like turning out stuff that is like better than like Watchmen. It's amazing. <laughs> I love that guy. I think he's just having reverence for the character and just being like, well, what can I do with him that hasn't been done? What can I not seeing the limitations pretty much and just kind yeah. of doing, treating it as just a character that you want to, yeah. to do anything with. When I was a kid, I'd watch the Adam West Batman TV show. Yeah. And whenever he was in a death trap, those like silly like Venus flytraps or yeah. whatever, it would scare the living daylights out of me because it was real. And I think the best comic writers can look at silly situations like that and they can feel the like verisimilitude. They can feel the reality of it yeah. and then convey that to a kid where it's ne- they're not playing around. Like that giant typewriter key that's going to squish Robin, that is like as serious as 9-11. <laughs> You know? And that's what comics are, man. Like we're like, oh, I, I can't wait till next month. Yeah. I have to mow the lawn and get money for like, oh, Jesus Christ, the boy wonder. Well, I was uh, I was telling, we just talking to Josh on the right over here. Uh, we were talking about um, Fifty Shades of Grey, and yeah, you uh, are. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is out in theaters tomorrow, everyone. Uh, and uh, the interesting fact that that started off as fan fiction and got. Mm-hmm turned into a movie yeah. or turned into book series and turned into a movie and I mean say what you will about the series it's getting made into something and yeah. I, I, people love I, it yeah. I feel that that's like important in, in the way that it'll maybe sh- like show people like oh hey you can you don't have to go through traditional forms to get your stuff made whether it be something good or bad, like you don't, you can go out there and publish your things on the mm. internet. And there was, there was a, this guy was putting out a book called uh, Monster Island, and he was putting out a, like a, a 
chapter of it, uh, like a month on on oh, his cool. website, and then it got turned into an actual book, and so on and so on. Um, but that I felt more invested in that just because I was like, oh crap, like what's gonna happen? Like <laughs> you don't have to justify your love for Fifty Shades of Grey. Like we all look <laughs> you. You're our friend. It's cool. I was. I wish there were still vampires, though. <laughs> I'd be. I would go see yeah, the opening. Would day. you? If they were like, like, let's go. Sexy we should all bonded let's, vampires. Let's just like, all, I'm down. Let's just all go watch it. Let's all go watch. We'll, God, be awesome. <laughs> we'll so hang cool. out. Won't do anything with our girlfriends tomorrow. Nope. We'll just go. Ladies, <laughs> we're having a men's night. We're gonna go watch Sex in the City and Fifty Shades of Grey. God, I'll wait for the Lego version. The Lego <laughs> <laughs> so good. Lego BDSM. Yeah, it is true that you can self-publish stuff. That's really cool. But I feel like there's some sort of like there's still a lot of energy in these these old modern gods like Spider-Man yeah. and Darth Vader and Sonic the Hedgehog, and like they still mean something and they still have power in them. And like we can't dismiss them because they 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 somehow they just feel different, you know? Yeah. Twilight still feels like more like a real thing than Fifty Shades of Grey, I, I imagine, because it's not fan fiction. They're like yeah. Yeah, it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. Well, I, I love Supreme, but yeah. he's no Superman. You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's 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 the same thing. They're just all archetypes, aren't they? They're all just like yeah, yeah, like like Forgotten Boy. It's, different, it's yeah. Robin and Batman. But yeah, it's, but it's my own version of that, and there's that's cool too. Yeah, so I clearly believe in this thing. It's just I, we need both, though. I think both camps want to just miss the other. Where like independent stuff is either <laughs> useless, or the indie guys think the mainstream is use is like you know a further dad. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not true. It's it's weird. I think it's like walking that fine line because I've talked to people the same thing. They're like, I only read indie books, and it's like, you know, those they they, they came from somewhere. Like they <laughs> the the molds for certain things come from yeah. from places. My like, favorite is when like indie kids just read Image Comics because Image is just, oh yeah, just, and that's the most just, indie title yeah. to them. It's just a fake Marvel. Like yeah. they're, they're reading like Brian Wood books. <laughs> yeah. like, like that fucker writes Moon Knight. Ha <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're not like any better than I am. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, my favorite is is I have friends who don't read comics and why? Because <laughs> I make mistakes. They're not oh, real geez. friends. Yeah, leave them. Uh, it's, no, ugh, terrible. Yeah, but, uh The best is when they take classes in like college courses oh and they're given like that's Sam. that. I love that. Like I love the, the they're like for this human sexuality class you have to read Why the Last Man. Like it's like you just here's Why the Last Man. Here's blankets. Like. I hate that though, because what if in order to like pass algebra, you had to listen to the Ramones? And I, it like takes apart. I have of, like the fun stuff. I I love math and I love the Ramones. So, I mean, <laughs> really, I feel like a lot of it is like it, once it's institutionalized and recommended reading, then it loses all of its bite. And a lot of the fun of comics is that's like you have to hide it that's, in a textbook to read it. I mean, that's that. I don't feel that's necessarily true. There's a lot of books that that I read that were like told to me to, to be read like in high school like Lord of the Flies I loved Lord of the Flies I I at that age would not have in it, right the elves and stuff like yeah Lord of the Flies Lord of the Flies yeah that well I mean that too all like, the elves trapped on an island when I was <laughs> all the uh, they can't govern themselves uh, uh, when I was in 6th grade that's how Lord of the Rings was introduced to me my teacher read The Hobbit to us and he put on a whole thing like he did the voices he would get on a desk he looked like shaggy from scooby-doo awesome but awesome he was he was the fucking raddest guy sounds um, like it he at the end of the year uh depending on how well you did in class he would give you like raffle tickets and you could turn them in for like different prizes the prizes were things that were left behind at his house parties <laughs> so they were like <laughs> a guitar gun. skateboards uh cds and he gave me like he gave me Nirvana's in Euro. Oh wow, wow! Damn, 
I was in sixth grade, and he's like, here you go, listen to this. That's a mind blower, yeah. Yeah, and so like he gave me that and Lord of the Rings, right and or uh, that and The Hobbit, and it's just like I think those things are important. That maybe when you're younger, you don't necessarily know what you want, and and people showing you some things that that you may be into is Helps important. Your yeah. I think that I'm just like savagely autistic because I never have that. <laughs> or, like, I'm always just like, I want this one thing and I will starve to death unless I get to do this one thing. Yeah. So I don't have an appreciation. And I don't have like an appropriate appreciation for teachers and for like college and stuff. I guess it's, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's cool. Being, being exposed to comics probably is yeah. a good thing. I'm just an elitist dick mouth. Well, that's, I mean, that's where I spent most of my uh, time was in the library. Like, even when I was nerd, nerd, nerd. yeah, no, nerd. I like that you're <laughs> you're like cautious to say it, and we're in a bookstore right now in the loft of a bookstore. Like, so good, recording a podcast. I have a Captain comments. America backpack two feet away from us. <laughs> I love that backpack. By the way. <laughs> Thank it's you, fantastic. Um, but that's, I mean, that's where I spent most of my time in high school. Was like in the library. Like I would skip a class, go to the library, what a and rebel. just read. I know, read uh, graphic novels and talk to the uh, librarian about Final Fantasy. Your librarian played Final Fantasy. She fucking loved Final Fantasy. <laughs> it was it was great. That's that's and she'd be like, "Are you supposed to be here right now?" And I'm like, "No." She's like, "Fine, I'll write you a pass." It's like whatever. Those are the cool. Yeah, and it's like, that's pretty funny. I don't want to be in Woodshop right now. I want to like. <laughs> You had Witcher? Yeah, it was... He's uh, making swords and stuff. It's <laughs> a lightsaber. Get out. Oh, <laughs> all right. It has a pointy end. It has a pointy end. <laughs> I don't want to build the show. <laughs> I don't want to be a real man. Mm-mm. Nobody does. <laughs> Spe- yeah, like preaching to the vegan choir. Right? <laughs> we gotcha. Yeah, my, uh, my girlfriend's grandpa's from Texas, and so I just get all kinds of shit about being vegan. He's a real steak man. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what uh what what prompted that? What prompted you guys to become vegan? Mine was uh watching Buffy and I was like, Oh, the vampires are bad because they eat living things and then I was like, Holy shit <laughs> Well who'd have thunk it? I eat living things and like I try to base my whole life on if I, like everything that I do, if the whole world did it, what would the world look like? Mm-hmm. Mostly because my dad left and I was, I was shitty and yeah, I was like, yeah. so I won't do anything like that. So, uh, yeah, if, if things that were stronger could just eat the things that were weaker, that'd be Jurassic Park. So I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't like, want to be Jurassic and Park? And then go down the line from there. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, it all started in uh, when I did, when I, I had a college course um, in uh, speech. We had to give a speech, and my partner chose the uh, benefits of uh, eating vegetarian vegan. And uh, all my life, I had avoided those PETA videos, and then for that project, I had to watch it. And they were, like, fuck, in your face. I was right. I knew it. Fuck, <laughs> of course. And then I was vegetarian for a week, and I was like, fuck that. I go vegan. If I can't handle it, I go back to vegetarian. And then I've never gone back to vegetarian. Yeah, I think having an alternative discipline, too, is useful in, like, my career, at least. I don't know if you have this, too, but, like, feeling outside the system and being okay with that is cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, having just, like, self-discipline is very useful. And then, and having the confidence of knowing that I always do what I think is right. So mm-hmm. if I'm pitching something and it gets rejected, I'm like, well, fuck you, because I know the right thing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I feel very strong in my conviction. Mm-hmm. And it transfers over to other parts of my life. The and, whole straight edge thing. Like, it helps me be sober, is it? I am not sober, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it does. The self discipline is a is a big part of it. To where now I'm just like, I don't, I don't need it. I'm fine. I don't give a shit. I don't even think about like 
meat or going to eat at these other places anymore. Like, I'm just so used to it. Yeah. I can do without it. And that applies to a lot of different things now. To where comics, too, like, yeah. I read Star Wars number two, and I didn't like it. So I was like, I don't give a shit. Do without <laughs> it. I don't need this. I don't need to know what's going to happen. And it's not uh, something that's for everybody. I think that whenever you feel like something is the wrong thing to do, just don't do it. And that's mm-hmm. the, my basic philosophy. So if you feel like eating meat is like, it's obviously a natural thing to do. Like wolves exist. Like, yeah, also- like <laughs> where animals, your, your body can, like, it's clearly there's a logical uh, viewpoint to say that you can. Then like, then uh, by all means, but if you feel like it's the wrong thing to do, then like, it'll kill your soul to do it. Yeah. You know, so it's... I- I have yet to have, like, a real heated discussion about veganism. You don't try to get in one. It's terrible. I know, but I always, like, (laughs) I'm waiting for that day so I can fucking bite into that person's throat. (laughs) That's the least vegan thing I've ever heard. I I know, because, like, it's the most aggressive I've heard him ever be. With, like, slicing open your baby to prove my point to you. (laughs) Like, the the fear and the pain in, like, those animals' eyes is uh, like the to, exact same thing. bring the whole podcast down. Debbie Downer. It, like, it brings so much <laughs> anger. It's just like stored up waiting for I that. I forgot. That I got a little bit more hardcore there. Yeah. I'll slice open your baby. It's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's all leading by example and yeah, no. <laughs> don't do anything that you don't yeah. want to do. And uh, Be a good person. <laughs> yeah. Consent is important even for lifestyles. So. Uh, comics, you guys. Um, yeah. Comics, <laughs> multi, comics. multifaceted and multi, <laughs> multi shaded. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been three hours. Yeah, Man. this is awesome. You guys uh, are cool. Think, really uh, quick, I just want to say, I think we, this is the longest podcast we've recorded. Mm, I don't think so. I don't Let's think. beat it. Fuck it. Yeah, no, fuck it. This is I think nothing. <laughs> the one with just me and Derek is pretty long. Uh, but yay, Derek. Derek. <laughs> uh, read Marceline Gone Adrift. It's pretty dope. Hell yeah. Uh, the last book I wanted to mention before we leave is uh, Abbott and Colbert's uh, Wild's End. Uh, if you like uh, War of the Worlds and Wallace and Gromit, uh, this is a combination of both, almost. Uh, it is fantastic. It's it's a War of the Worlds setting uh, in in type of, in like a, a small English town. It's, is that it's the fantastic. Wallace and Gromit of it? Yeah, the that's the Wallace and Gromit. It, okay, it, I, 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 I the Edgar it. Wright of it, the Wallace and Gromit of it, the... It's Winnie the Pooh meets uh, War of the Worlds. Yes. Yeah, that's the yeah. pitch for it, yeah. It's, it's, it, was that really the mm-hmm. pitch for it? Yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> I I love it. I love the art in it, the character designs, just... Well, you're like on record as being a huge furry, right? Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> yeah. we met through a Sonic forum. The, the conventions, where yeah. It was uh, Too Fast for Love, oh, spelled with twos. I forgot to bring the, uh, the Sonic suit, suit the full first to, uh, to FatCon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Next wears time. shoes because the floors at furry orgies are the most <laughs> grossest things. That's why he has the shoes on and the gloves. That makes sense. I'm going to get fired. <laughs> super fired I'm making an Archie call is that, like is that your minutes. next Sonic pitch <laughs> oh my god oh my god the editor is pretty funny you might be into that it wouldn't, it wouldn't approve it but it'd be funny I, I would like to imagine that he would like drunkenly read it at some point and be like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> and it would make it through and you have to now write this like that's something that you just like fuck that's, I always send like 30 ideas whenever I pitch anything and then they always pick one or two and I want like, them to, it's I always want them to the ones I like the, the least. Furry guy. <laughs> like, that's what I want now. <laughs> so good. World's End. Read it. Uh, Wild's like End? Wild's End. I said World's End. Yeah. Well, I said World's End because, because I was reading right. it and, oh. and I thought about World's End because I was like, oh, there's aliens. They're in an English town. World's End. 
I'm going to recommend Satellite Sam by Howard Chaikin and Met Fraction. That's what I'm going to recommend. And also uh, Max Landis's Shocker Legit, which is fan fiction online that I've been reading for like 14 days. See, there you go. It's a 430-page <laughs> fake-ass novel. But it's super great. I have... Uh, yeah. I have, not, that, I have not read it. What's, what's it about? It's about uh, the Shocker becoming a superhero and uh, the trials and, tri- and tribulations of like trying to like retrain your own habits and stuff. It's it's really great. Kind of like Bedlam or... Le- I mean, Bedlam but less dark. Uh, it's like reverse wanted. Oh, it's, okay. It's like what if you tried to like go good. It's, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. It's super, super good. And, and it's what we're talking about where it's not like corporately endorsed. He just yeah. did it and put it online. And then he's gotten like comic jobs. He's written for Superman. Uh, yeah. The, the yeah. Adventures. He wrote that, that Joker storyline. Yeah, it was really great. And he made Chronicle the movie, which is a superhero thing, which is super yeah. awesome. He wrote for Blue Water too, doing some stuff. Did he really? Yeah. If you look him up on Comixology, he has mm. like a Blue Water title that he did that I haven't read yet, but I'm eager to. So mm. I'm really into that guy right now. Matt Fraction and then Max Landis and then Grant Morrison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My do, holy trinity do more magic. of white dudes that are writing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> sand people. Sand, sand we people. need more sand people. Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. Uh, they never call them that in the, in the show, in the movie. They just make it up afterwards. They're uh, like equal, <laughs> equal Raiders. I wonder if like everybody after the movie came out, like someone was like, did you know the sand people was a slang term? It's like, no. <laughs> How is there like no script supervisor and no editor? Yeah. Like, I feel that way about Jesus a lot of things Christ. though, where things get made and I'm like, a committee of people sat there was like, yeah, okay. And then no point, no one in that room was like, this is probably a bad idea. <laughs> well, we had a 20 minute discussion about females in comics with no women here. Yeah. Right? I know. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's because Holly didn't show up. Our awesome token. She awesome said lady. she could only do Saturday morning, so I'm just saying. Sorry, Holly. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. She was on the one episode yeah. where we talked about episode one. Yeah. Have you guys interviewed Holly? Like, as a writer, she's Not yet. super good. Yeah. Even her like Tumblr stuff is awesome. I was I was waiting for her book to come out to yeah. get closer. She she has some stuff out. I think mm-hmm. on the, like, the indie wall down there. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's really good. She's gonna kick ass when her Black Mass stuff comes out. I like her a lot. Yeah. Last terrible year. person, but terrible. Really, <laughs> really good author. Horrible. I saw her punch a baby once. (laughs) Yeah, she's throwing around the sand people. (laughs) At the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Never air (laughs) (laughs) those. On this episode, Eric (laughs) Esquivel gets racist. Can you call it sand people? (laughs) Can you call it like our our favorite Tucsonan sand person or something? Uh, I'll try and work that in. I'm going to need a hard yes right now from you. (laughs) This man is red. It's amazing. All right, I'm gonna need that, and then also I want to carve um, high to all the nerdist guys on this table before yeah. I leave. I wanna, yeah. Thanks, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, hey, uh, hey I call him uh, Chrissy Hard. Chrissy Hard. Chrissy Hard. Chrissy Hard. Chrissy Hard. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, not good. <laughs> not Ooh. that one. Roll it back. Roll it back. Yeah, C-Hard. Um, C-Hard. Last thing. Uh, C-Hard. There was a book that came out, uh, graphic novel collection uh, called Bang Tango. Bang uh, Tango. Bang Tango. If not you've never like read ben it, ten. No. Okay. Bang. Uh, if you've never read it, it's about uh, an ex-mob uh, hitman who was pulled back into the mob uh, to assassinate a mob boss by his uh, ex-girlfriend who was trying to kill this man so he, so she can then get the sex change operation that she uh, has wanted to fulfill her her want of being a woman. So why does uh, she have to kill That's him? my sonic pitch. It's your sonic <laughs> pitch. <sighs> <laughs> but there's, there's one line in there. It's a, like a poster, and it looks so great. It's a like a 
chick in like lingerie on a pool table with a pool stick and there's a, like a little thing over her crotch that says chicks with dicks get down with pool sticks nice and it's fantastic uh read bank tango howard <laughs> howard chaikin did did the covers for for the the comic when it was coming out did you write it too? no did you ever read uh what is it called black fuck black kiss Black is. Uh, I didn't read it. It's on my. It's on my to read the. It's about a uh, like hermaphroditic uh, succubus demons. I opened it's one of like the Black Kiss twos, and there was like a uh, there was someone with a strap on, like just going full at it with uh, with a man, and it was. I was it like, was, oh, this is awesome. It was <laughs> banned in Europe, which is pretty. Was cool. it really? Mm-hmm. In Europe, yeah, of all places. Yeah, so he's an international pornographer. It's amazing. <laughs> Nice. Super good. God, That's chicken awesome. is so good. You guys you don't even know. I was explaining to someone the other day how uh, was uh, Manera, yeah, Manara. Uh, how his his books are primarily like uh, yeah, he's a, a porn guy. Yeah. yeah, like erotic books, and uh, they were like, "What? No, but his covers and he does Marvel work." And I was like, "Yeah, people Brand- are multifaceted that way." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon Graham too. Yeah, I love Brandon Graham's work. So yeah, have you heard like Pillow Fight? Yeah. Or like Perverts of the Unknown yeah. and stuff? Yeah. I read Pillow Fight. <laughs> I, I was like, I heard Pillow Fight? And then someone <laughs> goes, yeah. And then he just like looks <laughs> deep yeah. into my eyes. Because I remember yeah. I remember that uh, coming back into the store like last year and I was like, what is this? <laughs> Brandon Graham did this? <laughs> Brian Bendis wrote porn under a pseudonym. Did he really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, a lot of guys. I'm not sure if you're lying. <laughs> no, I swear to God. I swear to God. Man. There's a Craigslist ad in, in, uh, in, uh, yeah, for LA. There's people that, they're, that are hiring porn writers. Oh, really? And they, it's eight pages of work for 150 bucks. And it can't be like a lot of rewrites and stuff because it's porn. Do you ever think about it? Do you ever like. like I'm thinking about it right now. That's why I'm bringing it up. Like. And, and then Sonic enters. Do we have to call him Sonic? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think they list locales that they have. Where like we have a like fake girls' bedroom, and we have like a library, a fake library, and like <laughs> you can you can use those sets, and that's always available. So you can't be like you can't write a, like a space opera. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's uh, confines your work but a little bit. I have a comic writer friend who uh, hasn't gotten to work for like two years. Who emailed me? Who was like, "Listen, this is the new thing." Because <laughs> I, like, I was like, "Where have you been?" And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna fucking check this so out." It's like, yeah. it's like it's like actors who don't get work anymore going into pornography, and then the writers who don't just, get yeah. work anymore yeah. writing porn. You want to see a magic trick? Like, yeah, <laughs> this porn's really uh, the the storyline's really in depth. <laughs> so, have you ever seen any of those like Axel Braun superhero porn parodies? No, no. The costumes are so much better than Smallville. That it, it, like, it makes me so happy. So it's happy. fantastic. I've seen like the trailers to them. I've never. Your mom's not listening to this. You can imagine. <laughs> Mom. Yeah. It's she hilarious. she wouldn't even know. Mom, get out of here. <laughs> no. oh, stop. This I've, is in our basement. I have one more thing that I forgot to bring up. And, right. uh, Speaking of, your mom? it's not. Dude. We would be foolish <laughs> to not bring it up. Uh, Spider Man being an Avengers. Oh, who gives yeah. half a shit? I we we know. We I, super... I it's funny because. I'm, I was more excited about like the porn conversation we were just having. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I don't get the brand loyalty to Disney. People are like, yeah, finally, Disney. Like, why do you think they would make a better version? Like, uh, just because I think they have a better track run. Like, the the Fox and Sony movies. Uh, I like the Sam Raimi ones a lot. I, I like, love those. And then I, I don't I know why. I've seen Amazing I understand, 2. I understand. one. I understand the shitting on the, on the third one. Yeah. I don't. That's just like 30-year-old hipsters that are like, this isn't mine. I think it, kids love Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone and stuff. I think it's that's yeah. just not for you. 
We're like the first generation well, that thinks I, that everything belongs to him. I had no problem with that. It's just uh, seeing Spider-Man along with, with Captain America, Thor, blah, 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 brought, being brought into that world. I like when he's a loner, though, don't you? I feel like half the story is this kid who's just like a fuck up who can't get it together. I was still into him. I would, I would want them to do like a Netflix show. Not not another movie. Like I'd want just. Well, they're not gonna do a movie. He's just gonna be in there. Like he's just gonna be. They're gonna do a movie. I like. Yeah, they're doing. They're doing in twenty seventeen. They're doing one, and they rearrange the schedule and stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for Spider Man. Yeah, and I think Sony's planning to still go on with their Sinister Uh, Six movie. I still don't believe you, but I'll look (laughs) into this later. Why? Because they they didn't say you can make a movie. They said you could use the character. No, they they did. They uh, no no. So here's here's the way humans back to they moved a bunch of stuff back. Yeah. So here's slotted in. Here's the way this is gonna work. Uh, from what I've read on the internet, uh, because the internet knows everything. Um. The way it's going to work is that Sony is lending out Spider-Man to Marvel to use in their properties, but they still, at the end of the day, have creative control of of the property. So if, like, Kevin Feige was like... Everyone fell asleep just now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if Kevin Feige was like, hey, I, I want to make him, like, uh, Hispanic, hey, Sony can go, no, he's going to be that white guy. Um... I don't know why well, that have, got they have racist. To cast together. Yeah, they're casting a same person. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's so they they have the the creative control over it. Um, so they're going to put him in in. I'm assuming Captain America. That would make the most logical choice to put him yeah, in the next Captain America it's movie. Civil War I think is going to bring uh, Punisher. It's going to be in that too. I heard. We're like they they have the right system characters now again that they didn't have before. Like Punisher just reverted and stuff. Yeah, and they're going to do a montage. I was really excited like, when Ghost Rider reverted. They're putting the teams together and like, oh, here, Spidey, you're like a. I want a Midnight Suns guy. movie. Yeah, is what I want. That'd be cool. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's Midnight Suns, <laughs> like. That's his DC thing is doing. Justice League Dark. I don't think like he's doing it that. anymore. But or, or I, his script that he wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. Which I would have... If he... Anything he touches, if he shat on it, I'd still love <laughs> to see it. Just rub it on uh, my face. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, well, I guess, I guess that's it. Yeah. Kind of... Right, we're leaving on that so buy forgotten boy from idw in yes. august yes uh come to the meltdown ip wall and check out blackest terror and thor unkillable thunderchrist turn into a movie that eric esquivel will not recognize as his own yeah yeah op- option it so i get option money it. and then i'll just completely ignore you afterwards or um, best buy it and never do anything with it that's how i made <laughs> or turn it into an interactive app totally <laughs> and nothing else and uh i'm on uh emecomics.com or twitter at eric m esquivel which is unsellable so just EME Comics probably is where you can find me. You always put the M in there. What what's the M stand for? Um, I like a man thing. Okay. I, I, I I liked initially. I don't know. Eric Man Esquivel. <laughs> man thing. I don't know. Brian Bennis used to do it. A lot of guys used to do it. It was cool. So you added in that M. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because my my is it like the J in Homer J Simpson? No, see, yeah. that's that's my story too. Yeah. I'm Aristotle C Acevedo. The C doesn't stand for anything. It's just a middle initial. Really? That yeah, what? Just Why? The, is it because you're know. the third one? There's eight, no, 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 no. You're like clones. It, are, do they I'm, have a lot of Aristotles like, in your family? Weapon my C. mom gave me the C in case I couldn't spell my name as a kid, and people would call me AC. I really would have like I, AC Slater. I that's really exact wish name. that that's was amazing. a D now, so you could have said your mom AD. gave you the D. It's amazing. Uh, lost opportunities. I mean, lost well, opportunities. You're missing. Well. I'm not going to make the joke at my own expense. But I mean, <laughs> please C go on. could still be, you know, 
Yeah, it's still it's not give as, me the C. My real story is that when I Vitamin started C. writing comics, there was a guy online who sold shoes who has my name, who was all <laughs> over the place. He owned that name on Just Google. Eric Esquivel? Or yeah, Eric, it's Eric yeah. Esquivel. It's like, it's Zapateria. And, and then like it was the most popular thing on Google. And then... Uh, so I put the M on there. So it was easier to search <laughs> so me out. That, Honestly, yeah. I swear Eric to God. Eric has shoes and comics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, 12 years later. And if you Google my name, it's like, fuck this guy. He can't I wonder if Sonic. he Googles he's it and he's like, oh, what? I don't yeah. write Sonic. <laughs> exactly. I make great shoes. I'm not the M. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. My uh, my middle name's Ulysses. Ulysses? Ulysses. Ulysses. Yeah. Every great. Latino guy, no, does does that where like you have your three versions of your name, yeah. where yeah. it's like someone asks you and you say, and then yeah. you like make it more ethnic because if because they, they kind of want that and yeah. they ask you like, is it Esquivel? Like, yeah, <laughs> sure, that's what it can be. <laughs> is it a squibble? Yep, that's yeah. for sure what it is. My Irish grandma. Yeah. Like, well, it's it's funny because uh, I to this point still like people are like, so it's Ulysses, Ulysses, Ulysses. And I'm like, just fucking pick one. I don't care. <laughs> I never use it. Do they not know, like, Homer? Like, the Odyssey? Yeah. Like, it's one of those popular No, yeah, I know. And that's... It's like... It's having, classic. It's like having a little name Superman. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's an awesome mythological hero. It's yeah. rad. Mine no, is I, Michael after the Archangel. I love it, but I can't use it because of that. Because people are like, lust, loose, le, ooh, and I'm just... Mm. You know, I'm going to call mind. you that exclusively from now on. I'm going to call you Yuli. That's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I love me. that. Hmm? So how do you think I feel? Aristotle AC I always see like people's faces when they read my name because there's like a, a little bit of a reaction Eric. Eric oh yeah oh yeah I saw your Starbucks cup and it, and it made me think of that at Starbucks and other places I say my name is Eric because <laughs> really? Aristotle will often get misheard as Eric who the fuck doesn't know who it, I don't is? know see? No, it happens all the time yeah, remember does, we, I, we went to toy after I just told them that and they know said the that same guy? thing what and they were like in the world. They it's look not like you're like Pythagoras or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. everyone knows that guy. <laughs> they they so looked weird. at him and they're like, "Oh, your name was actually Aristotle. We thought that was a joke." And yeah, so- <laughs> see that too. That's a whole other reason. So my mom before it's called tots. My mom yeah. was telling me I get, that, I get that sometimes when I was born, her original name for me was George, mistake George. Yes. I, <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, was, was Giorgio Valentino. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Isn't it? Uh, I, I sound like an 80s soap opera star. Oh, man. That's like, a good fuck. I was almost Now Mowgli. I feel like I need to write Mowgli? a book. What? Mowgli? I was almost Mowgli. Why were you almost? I mean, like I see it. Book. Your parents are the most well-read motherfuckers <laughs> in all of California. I see it if you grew your hair out a little. No. No. My middle name comes from my cousin who dropped me on my head when I was a baby. They named me after him, <laughs> Michael, and then the first thing he did was like punt me like a football. And, <laughs> like then, South and, and immediately yeah, I was like, oh, Batman. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's why I'm the way that I am. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Michael. Right. Michael Caligos. All right. Uh, I, think we're, I think we're done. We're going to go All on right. another rant if we don't. Do All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Eric. Don't enjoy Thank your you. burrito. Yeah, don't, don't enjoy it. Don't it's a different thing. It's a sandwich. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a sandwich. All right, bye. Bye. Sand people.